Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine. A new kind of Chromebook. Black, or no, backed up like a douche. What is it? I'm backed up, backed like, up a like a douche in the mother <laughs> baby. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's uh, Core. Welcome back to Core. I had to burp, so I had to sort of be quiet at the beginning. That's why the music went longer than usual. I apologize, everyone. Probably didn't even need to tell you that. But I did, and here we are. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're here to do the core show. Uh, that's right. It used to be a Heroes of the Storm show. It's not anymore. Some of you uh, people still t- uh, email me and go, hey, when did that change to be a, a full game show? I really like it. It's really good. I didn't really check it out when it was just Heroes of the Storm, but I thought it still was. I'm like, no! Didn't you get the news? You know, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I say, I say, didn't you get the news? And they say, I don't watch the news. And I said, oh, well, all right then. Anyway. Uh, hey, it's because it's because all my sand my, there. It was that was well done. My sand sound stuff's all up, so I had to had to use it. Anyway, uh, it's good to be back. We're here. It's Wednesday, the uh, December sixteenth, twenty nineteen. We got a week till Christmas, oh. right? To, today's Christmas Day, a week from now, right? Yeah, but it's not the sixteenth. What did I say? Oh, eighteenth. What 16th. I meant? Yeah, I meant the eighteenth. Why did I say 16th? It's Does right it matter, there. though? I mean, they're not listening to it on the 18th or the 16th. I'm, you brought it up! I'm not sure they're listening to it at all. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. <laughs> I just, you know, I nitpicked a little and then I realized, well, maybe it didn't need to be done. <laughs> just walk it back a little bit. That's a really good point. It's I like you reproach Scott and then you reproach yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Uh, we could use a little more of that sort of, uh, I don't know. Self-reflection in the world, in the modern world. Uh, but anyway, happy, uh, happy, uh, almost Christmas. Happy, uh, you know, impeachment day or whatever it is you call it today. I don't know. What do you call it today? Today's a, a day. It's a Wednesday. 
And we're here. We got stuff to talk about, things to do. You see my little political jab I made there in the middle there? That'll that'll piss off at least three people. No, anyway, it went, it went right over my head, so I'm not going to write any emails. Oh, okay, good. I would I would hope that others will follow your example <laughs> and not email. I mean, it's just a day. It's just a day, like yeah, any it's other just day. Another day. Uh, we got some things to it talk about. Peachy. Now, here's the thing. Before we do the normal bits, because we got some normal bits. It's also kind of slow news time for video games. So we're not going to talk a lot about any news or anything. But we had some homework between last week and today. And it was all decided based on the fact that at the time, Bo informed us he was playing a dating simulator. And uh, we, I don't know how we came to this, but did you play the whole thing? Did you beat it? No, no, I just said it's true, all of it. Oh, I I thought you played all of it. I was going to freak out. That would have been amazing. Oh, I see. uh, Star Wars homies. Yeah, Han Solo, he says. He says that. Han Solo. Yeah, he says it's all true. Han Solo is an important part of dating. Yeah, Han, Han Solo. So uh, is it Han or Han? How do we? Where do we stand? Uh, you're allowed to say it both ways, just like the Millennium Falcon or Falcon and Princess Leia and Leia. I've never heard Princess Leia. Have yeah, you? it's in the movie. The old dude, he's like, the analysis of the plan provided by Princess Leia. <laughs> and she's in the room. She could correct him. Yeah, but that's when she was doing her English accent. Remember that? Well, and that's the other thing is in Empire, Leia literally calls him Han and Han. Oh. Same person, two different versions of the name. Oh, well, in that case, F all of them, because that's yeah. they've made it. Okay, well, then, yeah, don't worry about it. I, I, currently, there's a whole bunch of people mad at me on the morning show because I said nuclear the other day, and they all think I said nuclear, and I didn't. In fact, you know what? Let's test it here, just real quick. Uh, I captured it out. You guys tell me what you think you hear, all right? Do I say nuclear or nuclear? Which is incorrect, the second one. Okay, ready? Here goes. Nuclear plant. What'd I say? Nuclear. nuclear plant. Yeah, I heard nuclear. Nuclear. Not nuclear. nuclear. Oh, wait. Nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said nu- nuclear. Nuclear plant. You didn't, say that, you nuclear didn't, say, plant. You didn't go to the extreme and say nuclear. Nuclear plant. Nu- but you it's said just nuclear. You said, nuclear. Nuclear plant. Nuclear plant. Nuclear. Now I don't know what I said. You said I think it really, we have it's a really real close. Yanni Laurel situation going here. I feel like if I listen to it about 90 more times, I'll change how I heard it. Green. The chat room's throwing up the GGs. Yeah. The game's over. <laughs> I thought it sounded... I mean, I'm hearing... I really am hearing... Hold on, I gotta hear it one. Let me try one more time. One more time, hold on. Nuclear plant. Nuclear plant. Nuclear. 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 Nuclear plant. Nuclear. No, I said Nuclear. No. no, nuclear plant. No. <laughs> you definitely did not. Nuclear plant. <laughs> it's just you. So the thing is, Scott, is that you said it really fast. Yeah. You didn't go nuclear. You went nuclear, which if you say it fast, I mean, I mess up words constantly. Yeah, maybe show. I did. So maybe I, no judgment I could have said nuclear, you know, or something dumb like that. Like my dad would have said nuclear. Look, I will nuclear. fully admit growing up in my house, my dad said nuclear every time. And we had to train ourselves out of it because that's all we heard. So when we got to be adults, I had to. Like, I've had. I have a family full of mispronouncers. It wasn't a chimney in our house; it was a chimbley. <laughs> you know, my dad would say, "Put the dishes in the zinc," and we're like, "It's not zinc; it's a sink." Is he German? Maybe he was German. Put, well, we the, German. put the dishes in the zinc. But nobody had a German accent. We're you know five six generations in Canada, so it's not a. You feel scrubs those dishes and tells they shine. 
put it in the chimney. You know, it's like it, it's more like a, a, a countryside patois than it is, you know, German accent. Chimbley. I get that. There's all kinds of words. Uh, satisfaction was another one. Before <laughs> Santa comes down, the chimbley. The chimbley. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So, what was the other one you just nuclear, said? What was the one you just the, said? What was the third one? You just said it. Oh, um, satisfaction. Satisfaction? Yeah. Like satisfaction. The family would be like, that's not a word. And he'd be like, I don't care. It's satisfaction. And like, wow. Oh, right. <laughs> that's you do you. I got Pop. terrible news yeah. for your dad. It is not satisfaction. My favorite well, was when Mick Jagger sang that song that he don't get no. Oh, yeah, satisfaction. no satisfaction. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. Him. It's on the top ten it's of just, all time. You know, you know, just the great thing about English is that people might correct you, but ultimately nobody really cares. What's that yeah, song where they say "wrapped up like a douche"? What's that one? There's a song. That's oh, the um, song. that's how I know it. Yeah, wrapped up like a Got douche. Guided by the light. No. Blinded oh yeah, blinded by the light. Black or no? Backed up like a douche. What is it? I'm back to back backed up like a douche <laughs> in the mother baby. <laughs> <laughs> you added things to that. That wasn't. Yeah, I don't know the. Line. <laughs> I just know the wrapped up like a douche and a uh, douche. Okay, somebody like captured something. I just want to see if this is what I think it is. Let's just see if this is it. Hold on. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, chat. You have to live with this for one second. Uh -huh. It's good to be back. We're here. It's Wednesday, oh. the uh, December sixteenth, twenty nineteen. We got a week till Christmas. <laughs> they wrote <laughs> the whole start. Is that our show? <laughs> yeah, that was just now. They did a clip. Of Are we now. doing a co-stream of our own show with a ten-minute delay? <laughs> no, no, no. Hall of Mirrors. That's just a clip. Have you never seen that a clip? That would be a crazy podcast idea. What guy. is? Where? What? What is? We start recording core, and then ten minutes in. We start a recording of Core, and then we co-stream watching the first 10 minutes of our show. And then at the 20-minute mark, the co-stream happens again on the co-stream, and we do this Hall of Mirrors co-stream until it descends into chaos, and then we end the show. That sounds like Podcasters react to their own podcast. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like rounding in songs like Row, Row, Row Your Boat is what you've described in podcast form. Yeah. yeah, yes. That's a terrible idea. We should never do that. You start the show, and then when you move on to the first topic, Bo will start the show. Great. And go from there. I mean, I don't know how we haven't thought of this brilliant idea before. Thank goodness yeah. it's come up now so we can... We can make a so point the correct pronunciation is Han Solo. Han Solo. All right, fair enough. I always say Han because I say Han too. Han Solo. Han. I don't like it by itself. When somebody says Han by itself, I don't like it. When they say well, Han there, Solo, I like it. There so. was that line in uh, Solo where he sits down and uh, Lando asks him his name, and he says Han Solo. And he says, Go get your drink can or whatever he says. And he says, actually, it's Han. He corrects him. Oh, so, so that's Han. canon then. That's canon. Then. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm into it. But Lando does call him Han constantly. Uh, Londo, you mean? Just kidding. We're not uh, going to yeah, get into Londo. that. Londo. Yeah. Londo Calrissian. Londo uh, uh, Caribbean. That's his name. All right. Hey, check this out. That's so racist. So we. <laughs> oh, yeah. It totally is. So we play racist these dating sims. Now, remind me, the name of your dating sim, Bo, is what again? It's like uh, uh, Love Esquire. Uh, Love Esquire. Uh, John's is dad's getting it on or something. What is it? Yep. Basically got it. But I'll go ahead and give you the real title anyway. It's called Dream Daddy. Oh, Dream Daddy, which was very uh, at the time of its release on Steam. I remember it was like a big deal. Everybody was freaking out about it. Um. Okay, and then mine was that uh, KFC thing, the uh, uh, collect or the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, Dream Dream Colonel. What the hell is it called? 
Isn't it called I Love Colonel Sanders or something? Yes. Hold on. I love you, Colonel Sanders. I love you, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> that's it. I love you, Colonel Sanders. Okay, yeah, that's the name. Just making sure. So I played that. Now, I had the advantage or the, or the I don't know if, what you want to call this, but mine was free to play. And I'm really glad that that's true uh, <laughs> for a couple of reasons. One, I would never spend money on a game like this in my life, ever. Uh, number mm-hmm. two, it's good that KFC wasn't trying to, you know, bilk people out of more money than they are to get for their chicken. So... You know, it's a nice little fun whatever thing that they do. It's it's kind of like, um, well, I guess they sold those those Burger King games were sold, weren't they? Yeah, like sneaking and all of that. But they were cheap. They were like ten bucks or something uh, for a three sixty game. But the window, I remember that being kind of novel at the time. But anyway, so that's what we uh, played. Bo had already played a bit of his before, but then he's had some more time with it. Um, John, I know you've had time with yours, which apparently has a fully fledged like character creator built into yours. It does indeed. That's great. Mine does not have that at all. That's a nice feature, I will say, because I wasn't able to pick mine. Now, here's the funny bit. I When I started my character, uh, let me tell you what his name was. It was supposed to be Casper Von Nuts. Um, but when it uh-huh. when I entered that name, I thought, you know what? I might stream this so people can watch this debauchery. And I went to run OBS, and it crashed my Windows PC. And so when I started over, it lost the name, and I forgot what I did, and I didn't want to bother go looking up that that screen cap that I sent you guys. So instead, his name is Dripping Chode now. That's his name. Dri- I know, on. I know. That's what I'm saying. Casper Von Nuts was way better. Is I, it dripping or dripping? Dripping, dripping. D r i p p i n g, which is great because people say things like "Come on, Dripping Chode, we're late for the date" or whatever. It's like it's great. It's good stuff. Anyway. uh, so I started a new character. Doesn't that kill your immersion a little bit? Shouldn't have you just called yourself Scott? <laughs> oh, I do that all the time with games that they want a name that yeah, I know is going to get used. Dude, right? I'll even do it for Zelda. I think my my name in Zelda is like Pud or something. Yeah, I get that in the games, but I mean, from an immer- like the dating sim. Yeah, but see, okay, now so here's now we're getting when to the, the character goes. I love you, dripping chode. You're gonna be like not in the right zone. Yeah, well, that's okay. It's not so gonna touch you the way it should. So that's talking about dripping chode. So, and not okay, you. but that's that. Herein lies what we should probably have a conversation about because mm-hmm. I think these games and the genre of dating sims in general is terrible, and it was only reinforced this week by my experience with I love you, Colonel Sanders. And it's pretty straightforward. It's like you're in a school. It's a culinary school. And you got friends. Some are closer than others. And there's a girl who's your friend. She might be more than your friend. But you got to, you know, you got to push to see how, how far you can take that relationship. And Colonel Sanders is, is everybody's favorite. But who's going to end up with him? Nobody knows. And everyone's young and stupid. And there's lots of, you have some rivals, you know, that you have to deal with and all that sort of stuff. Like it's got a lot of the trappings of what these things are. So even though I know there's a touch of parody on the Colonel Sanders part, it's still pretty straightforward in terms of lots of stuff. You got to read dialogue trees of three or four answers, depending on what you say, they respond different ways. Um, it's you get dialogue trees. You don't wow. have dialogue trees in yours. Oh, yeah, I got dialogue trees. I don't get dialogue trees. What do you have for communication? Uh, you pick the topic of conversation. He gets so, at, when so, it gets to the end, and uh, the colonel wants to give you a secret recipe. He gets to see it. That's what he gets. Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> what? 
I'm, I'm playing Love Esquire. No, I know. It's fine. <laughs> so wait a minute. So in Love Esquire, but but still, even though you're choosing See, the topics. So, so it, it, it's it's flattering enough when you ask a girl just to talk with them. That's yeah. what this game is kind of reinforcing. Okay. You're like, you're like, you click them and you have options and you have to spend a whole hour, sometimes two of game time. And game time is precious because we could be training, getting better at things. But right. instead, I'm taking time out of my day to speak to a lovely lady like my sister. And um, <laughs> sorry, John's face. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm trying to date my sister in this game. Wow. Um, the uh, the um, but you just pick a topic: gifts, um, family, work, uh, and one other one. Did you say gifts or gifts? Gifts. Gifts. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, man, I would play a dating sim where all you talk about is the hottest gifts. <laughs> <laughs> the dankest memes, the most, the so best animated gifts, dank meme. Work, gifts. family, and something else like places. Oh, the place that they happen to find them, and they might have something to say about that. And then they just have a conversation. It's a visual novel. It's but, just blah blah. Okay, blah, blah, there blah. you go. There's the word I was looking for. A visual novel. It's just like images that are usually pretty static, right? There's, I know there's some with more interactivity and that sort of thing, but. A lot of them are very static. There's no spoken dialogue typically. Or did either of your games have spoken dialogue or no? Yes, mine's all fully voiced. Yours is voiced. How about yours, John? No, I just get little like every time someone talks, they go, oh, hey. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, That sounds just like. That's where this one's a winner because everything's voiced and it's nice. I'll bet uh, you the voice helps. It probably enhances the. we got Tracer is my sister and the princess of Princess Beatrice is played by I don't know I can't remember her name but the voice actress who does um Yoko Littner and Taryn Guron I don't or know who those Karen people Lagan. are it's anime I really like anyway oh. so I'm just like oh man this is great <laughs> okay all kinds of great voice actors in this game it does a lot to enhance the visual novel experience if you will sure I think most of them are not voice acted just the one you told me has Jesse Cox in it Yes, Jesse Cox plays uh, Princess Kamal. I mean, the bar, the barman named Boss. Boss, really, Boss. Yeah, and you're like, that can't be a real name. He's like, I'm not telling you my real name. <laughs> He's just called Boss. <laughs> All right, it's really goofy this one. Like, there's a lot of humor, but and yeah. here's the thing: I am not bashing anyone else's love of this genre, but I can tell you that I only got about an hour and a half into this thing, and I gave up, and I was so irritated with it. I find this kind of stuff grating and irritating. And I think I might just be either missing the point, the wrong demographic, something, something's going on there. But when the options are like, oh, hey, do you want to do stuff after school? And my options are, yeah, let's go hang out. No, I've got homework. Maybe, let me think about it. I can only do that for so many times before I want to strangle a horse and eat its its flesh. I hate it. It's dripping shows. <laughs> I really Sorry, don't just like the call, it. Just callback humor. I just had to do it. I, I didn't, you know. I kind of want to like it because I understand that you know people are into whatever they're into, and I'm trying to understand it. I'm a big believer in like, what are other people up to? What are they doing? I don't understand this. I don't understand the appeal of it. I don't know why people are into it. I don't know why all the reviews are so high. Like it's lost to me. Most genres I can look at and go. Oh, I kind of get it. I uh, It may not be for me, but I totally understand why Dark Souls is so huge. And I totally understand why other games that I don't necessarily jive with, why those work for people. I can't figure these out or why they're why they click with people. 
And it's a little larger than gaming, too. Like, I think we'll probably just stay in the gaming realm. But, you know, robot life partners are a phenomenon that's happening, even though it's on the periphery of our society. You know what I mean? Like, there's like you'd be like, get a real girlfriend. <laughs> Meet a real person. Mm-hmm. What is this? And it's like sort of, in a way, these kinds of interactive erotica, even if you call it that, is like very, you know, you could look at that and be like, what do you, what, what does you get out of that? You know? And, okay. So are, what you're telling me, if, if what you're telling me is that for some people, I'm not saying for everybody, I'm not saying every game, but for some people, some of these games for them are like uh, housewife and her Harlequin novel or, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, someone's dad and their playboy subscription or it, it, it's different than, I don't mean porn. I think it's outright, closer but, to romance novel. Cause like, Clearly, you if you want porn, it has never been easier to access it in the history of humanity, right? Like, oh, yeah. One click away on, like, just write one word in that search bar and you're there. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's so if that's what you're looking riches. for, yeah. you don't need these games. That's not what people are looking for, I think, when they play these games. That's Because I've been, I have five to six hours under my belt and I have yet to see a single booby. Like, it's been the most wholesome PG thing it's really about dating and relationships and there's been no, you know, sexual activity simulated or otherwise of any kind so far in this one. I like um, that you said it's under your belt though. That cracked me up slightly, just a little bit in the back of my about head. Six hours, you know, yeah, six hours under your belt. Yeah. Yeah. How many over the belt? Yeah. <laughs> Thousands. Thousands. <laughs> so, That's so, so let me, so I'll ask you this then. So if I was, how do I explain this? Like I, to me, it's not going to be any different than I enjoy, um, and and people can enjoy multiple things. I'm not saying there's one or the other, but if I like science fiction and I read a lot of science fiction novels, it probably goes. Sure. It's probably safe to say that I will also enjoy a video game with a good science fiction world and a good story or a good bunch of mechanics that are set in a sci-fi space or whatever. Like those yeah. things can coincide. What it sounds like to me is these dating sims slash relationship simulator whatever things are. Or it's the same for like oh well and that's and I also really like I don't I can't think of an author Harold Robbins he's old but some author that, that makes you know romantic stories it's like if you really like oh here's a better example if you're really into vampires you're probably gonna really like Vampire the Masquerade and you might even like vampire books right yeah, it's the read same a bunch thing of Rice. yeah it's the you same know? thing yeah. then isn't it I mean that's what we're talking about yeah here. okay yeah yeah I mean it basically it's like I mean just loving john wick there are people that you talk to like john wick it's great and they're like what's it about it's like just wall-to-wall action why because he killed his dog yeah and people are like why would you watch that right like that sounds awful you know people who would sit and you know watch a hallmark movie or something that me would be like bleh, bleh, you know someone's like do you want to watch a romantic comedy i react like michael scott in the office and just like ugh, ugh, gross romantic comedy bleh. you know like yeah. I think we react strongly to things we don't like. And I think I think for you that's, you know, um soft core erotica Ugh. offerings. Just not for it's you. Just not you into know? it. Cause you know why? Because there's a bunch of anime people on screen going, mm-hmm. what is any of that supposed to do for me? It doesn't do anything for me. They're just a bunch of drawings. I mean, it, 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 you, I think you nailed it. It's just about the fantasy. If this was Blade Runner visual novel. And it had sweet animations and it was similar. You'd be like, well, not much game to it, but you know, the art was pretty sweet. You're a fan of art. And if they pulled off, you know what I mean? Like, nope, I don't exactly know. I just it. feel like that's exactly if it. there was a Mad Max Fury Road 
visual novel. <laughs> well, they're kind of there kind of is one of these uh, I don't even know when, but 90s sometime there was a game that played like it was more of an adventure game like point and click and solve puzzles and stuff, but it was had a very visual novel aesthetic to it. And I don't remember what it was called. It wasn't the Blade Runner game, but it was something like that. So it was mm-hmm. all set in like a dystopic, you know, cyberpunk future or whatever. And I loved oh, it. Um, Joy Luck Club, maybe, or something like that. Like, wasn't it? Is it the one where you're a bartender? Mm, maybe. Well, Joy Luck Club's a movie about a bunch of Asian ladies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wrong, wrong game. There's a cyberpunk cafe. There's one where you, you're a bartender in a cyberpunk place and you interact with people. And there's one they just released where you're an Uber driver in a cyberpunk future. Oh, that I was saw that. Critically yeah. well received, which yeah. is a visual novel, but it's got nothing to do, you know. It's a science fiction story. Right. Um, but there's an argument to be made, too, that if you're a gamer, your relationship and contract um, when you sign up for a game and expectations are completely different than when a, vi- a visual novel is like the lamest, least stimulating thing when you're used to playing. John and I played Diablo last night. His abilities were giving me epileptic seizures. It's the first time <laughs> I've ever felt like. I had to stop playing because there's so much white on the screen flashing. And I was like, I can't handle freaking this Crusader build, whatever this is. It's, it's, it's and you know, I didn't know the but Crusader, I'm used to that. I'm used yeah. to those high levels of stimulus, visual stimulus. So you, when you looking at a couple of JPEGs on the screen and some text <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? And they, they move some of the JPEGs are on a different Photoshop layer and they move around from left to right and go, you're like, yeah, this is tame your video game brain is like stimulus here is not great so but sure but i can turn around and play fallout new vegas for hours and have tons of those kinds of guys staring at me me picking dialogue trees like i and i enjoy that yeah but you also know it's going to be followed by running around shooting things blowing things up in the wasteland like like I would say, Scott, for you, I don't want to say that you are not the kind of person that cares about narrative, but I, I think if you were going to give weights and measures to the concept of narrative versus gameplay, your scale's definitely tipping towards gameplay. Yeah, uh, not to say that you want only one, <clears throat> right. but like that's heavier for you. Hundred percent agree with that. Uh, I would prefer. I like story told visually. I like story told through world building that isn't miles of text um, well, what about um mass effect 2 is a good example like you can meet an npc and you can maybe talk to them for an hour if you explore everything do you explore all the dialogue options in those games normally or i do, do, you just do what's i normally i normally do but again it's i think it's because we're in a genre i really like and by genre i mean you know a, a science fiction narrative with really great story beats and characters and everything else in development like i play i play those i play pretty much play all rpgs that way when i'm taking them seriously i don't skip a lot of dialogue i mean in wow you skip a lot of quest text but but in Mm -hmm. games that are you know where the story matters mass effect is a great example i would read everything and i would check out all the extra stuff and i do that with um my run through of the new thing whose name oh outer worlds is like that for me i want to hear what every little extra thing is people say i do this in elder scrolls online they have great dialogue trees in there i mean we've just yeah and we've established in the past that kind of the um structurally anyway the way a bethesda rpg plays out with story and dialogue is kind of my jam i really like that and um you know i've yet to have one of those those don't bore me at all 
Um, but but I, I, I think it, again, probably goes back to the idea of, you know, you sit there and maybe it's not the most exciting thing listening to someone be like, you know, uh, a creature came into town yesterday, killed everybody. What do you think of that? And you're like, I guess I'll pick that's a bummer, bro. And he's like, yeah, it is. And, you know, goes on for a while. You know, at some point that's leading up to you hunting that thing and or going on a quest to its lair or right. doing something around it right. the only promise in i love you colonel sanders is that you are going to at some point confess your undying love for colonel sanders which i really don't think you're ultimately all that invested in happening no i don't want to i barely want to <laughs> eat their chicken let alone fall in love with so. colonel sanders so i mean <clears throat> that you're i think you're right on the money for me what my what my disconnect is and uh, i want to make this super clear just so we stave off any you know reactions that are based on not hearing me say this enough but i have zero judgment toward anybody who loves this stuff 100 percent, go for it there's a reason this stuff exists there's reason genres i'll never play exist like i don't even i don't even I, i people who love that kim kardashian mobile game and still play it you know, countless hours and put money into it. Yeah, More power to you. Top fifty games of the decade, according to some. Right, go for it. Have at it. Like that is. I'm so happy you found your jam. This my comments here about me trying to. It's like me trying to get into tower defense or me trying to get into, you know, outer outer worlds or wilds rather, which we've talked about a little bit on the show, and everybody talks about top ten of the year and all that stuff. I really want to love that game. And I don't, and it's only because of the timed mechanic, and that puts me off. So I'm fickle that way. A little thing like that can get in my way, and I, I'll go, well, that game's not for me. So I think what I ran into with this freaking chicken thing, uh, even though it's not, it's probably not even the prime one to use. It sounds like the one John's playing is the one that everybody recommends at the moment. Um, but uh, so I know I'm not getting, you know, I may not be getting the cream of the genre, the best of the, that the genre has to offer. But it was enough for me to go, yeah, I'm just not. I don't like any people on this screen. None of these characters are, like, interesting to me. They're just yappy. The teacher at the school is a dog. For some reason, it's a dog. <laughs> He's just a dog with a hat, and he talks to you. Well, like keep him, I keep in mind that the, that the Colonel Sanders one is meant to be satirical or, you know, Oh, I get it. Goofy in that in that's vain, and they're not all like that because you know I love Esquire. Certainly not like that. It's so what? Well, it's okay, a more, I, not serious, but it's a little more thematically consistent in its aesthetic of being in a kingdom. Sure, and I'm a noob, and I agree with you on that. Obviously, the the Colonel Sanders thing is meant to do that, but it also plays with those tropes in a way that reminds me of the things I don't like, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have these just. Like the, oh, I don't know. It, you know what it is? It's well. What was the most memorable experience? Like, tell tell us about some experience that moved you in this game. None, none That's of it we do in book moved clubs, me. right? So none of it moved me. The it was all not, not moved, moved you in a deep way. Just moved you in any way, whether it's have a violent reaction of negativity toward anything that the dog. You know. He walked in. We were waiting for all the students <laughs> to show up. Another student okay, is a robot. A he's like a little robot guy comes in. He's he's one of the students. I'm like, all right, sure, whatever, a robot. And then it's like, everyone, please be seated. The the professor is entering the room, and it's a dog. And I went, all right. You got me for like... You didn't go, that's awesome! uh, I didn't. I said, give me another half an hour, and then I'm done with you, this game. I didn't want to do it after that. 
All of that being said, someone out there is going to send us an email and say, oh, you haven't lived until you've tried this. This is all possible. It may be true. Like Sakura won Game of the Year at the Game Awards, right? I still can't. I try, but I can't enjoy that game because I don't want to be punished. for fu Punishment isn't fun for me, even though accomplishing something in a punishing environment in a video game can be very rewarding. I'm just not in that place anymore. I just want to keep going and keep moving and not go, oh, I died. Boy, I bet if I memorized that pattern and if I came back here after two hours of backtracking, I'll bet I could do it again and beat him that time. Oh, I didn't beat him that time? Well, I'll get you next time I have two hours to come back and do this again. Like, I can't do that anymore. So my game tastes are just not in that zone, and I don't think they're in this zone either. I could change my tune completely. In 10 years, suddenly, everyone finds out Scott's sitting around playing dating sims. I don't know. Right now, it's just, oh, I just don't think no, I can do I don't it. Think so, so I John, don't, think... we we haven't John talked about John's experience at all. John, uh, how's your uh, deal? With it? it's, it's all trying to get dudes together, right, or something like that. What's the thing? Well, I mean, I ultimately it is a dad dating simulator, is how it pegs itself. It is a goal where you are supposed to go on dates with dads. Uh, I don't know exactly what that entails. It might be extremely intended to be romantic it might be intended to be just companionship i don't know i haven't haven't gotten that far but um it is uh it, it has been fun it's been a fun experience so i i got into the game it had a little character creator where you could make yourself or you could make uh what i would call uh blatant ripoffs of popular anime characters instead if you wanted to go that route mm -hmm. um there's literally hair called space alien hair that looks exactly like dragon ball z character hair perfect uh so you can really do what you want to do uh in that in that realm um i did i did make a a, a dad that was me uh, that looked a little bit like me, but I had to give him a different name. So his name is John Smith. And so earlier Bo was talking about why did you break immersion and give a different name? Uh, so here's why I had to name my character slightly different from my name. Okay. Because it got a little weird at the beginning because you get to create your dad, but you don't get to make any of the other NPCs. And your daughter in that game, her name is my girlfriend's name. Oh. And... I was a little worried about how the whole thing would read if I threw my name on there and it started throwing the daughter's full name on there and I'm reading a bunch of like, you're my kid, and then the name and all of that, and it would just be... I, I was you, worried that would you, get weird, so I pivoted away from that. Are you playing in secret, or is this a openly known thing? Like, you're not... Oh, no, she, know, she knows okay. I'm playing. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, just want to make I, sure, you know. I actually she was driving home from work and I was playing because I wanted to get a little more time playing it before the show tonight. And I just was reading it out loud. So okay. uh, so she has been a participant. She's even selected a few of the options for me. Nice. Okay, well, that seems that seems normal. Um, So what are your love interest options in Dream Daddy? Well, so far, I'm, I, I think I've now met all the dads. Uh. And they range. There's somebody who was your old uh, old college roommate who's kind of grown up and gotten his life together, but he was kind of like the nasty party guy when you were living together. Uh, mm. Supposedly he drank a whole bottle of marinara sauce one time in college. <laughs> and you asked him why he did that, and he said it's basically a smoothie. 
See, this uh, isn't just dogs as professors. This is weird stuff even in the non, non-satirical non game. Scott, two weeks ago you told us about a kid pooping on somebody else's lip. Like, this is not that far removed. <laughs> Scott's like, marinara sauce? No, like, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I mean, I mean in the context of the game, that's a, just a weird non-sequitur thing. That I would just go, I just look at it and go, okay, well, what? But Why? it was used to explain like the kind of person this guy was. Because in this, he's a big fitness guy, right? Yeah. Like he's super in shape. You meet him while he's jogging. Uh, he's got his little baby attached to a harness on his chest who goes for jogs with him. And you're telling your daughter after the fact, like, this guy was not like this in college. He's the kind of guy who drank an entire bottle of marinara sauce. Much like you might tell somebody... This guy is not a guy who should be trusted. He once stuck a frozen chicken leg up his butt. Like, yeah, yeah so imagine Gary now might be a normal guy who's like raising a daughter and like not being right. like that anymore. I doubt it. Yeah. He was so weird. <laughs> well, in the fiction of this world, he's Gary, basically, I would say. Interesting. Uh, but, you know, I used to stick chicken fingers in my butt, but now that I got a daughter, I got to be responsible and right. shit. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a it's got a pretty good cast, I would say. Um, it does some fun things. Like there's you meet a, a guy at a park, and he comes up and talks to you. And his daughter is younger than your daughter, and he mentions some achievement that she's she's done academically, and it's better than what your daughter did at her age. And all of a sudden, the game goes into black and white, and it looks straight out of Pokemon. And it, it all of a sudden the game starts playing like Pokemon and you have a little battle where you try to brag about your kid more than the other person brags about their kid and you try to constantly one up them. So like attack is brag and you'll just say something like, well, my daughter had a 4.0 grade point average last year. And then he comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, my my daughter skipped a, a, a class and then you take more damage because the brag was better. Or you can use items and show like little achievements and awards that they've gotten. And um, oh, is that how combat works? It's about bragging about your kid. Only in this one case, it's never oh. come up again. It was just this one weird one-off of like, oh, we're gonna brag about our kids, and you lose. I don't know if you can actually win it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's got a, a big variety of uh, of dads you can meet. There's one who's a coffee shop owner. There's a guy who just tells really weird military stories all the time. Uh, there's another dude who's a, a full on goth guy who's wearing like Victorian style clothes. Um, so it's a it's a crazy range. There's a lot of dad puns. Um, and the story is pretty good. You know, it's about having a kid, being a single dad, uh, having a child that's about to go off to college and, you know, kind of coming to terms with the idea of you're going to be alone in the house after this and, you know, empty nest syndrome and stuff like that is kind of the stuff it's touching on. So it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting idea. Um, you know, much like Scott, it's not a fun game. You're not going to sit down and go, oh, man. This is really challenging me and taking me to a whole new level, but it's an interesting game. Mm. And uh, honestly, I might finish it or at least play further into it because I am intrigued by the story. I'm interested in where it goes. So, uh, yeah, I like I like my time playing it. Does it result in you know uh, 
an intimate encounter with another daddy? I don't know. I have not. That's the thing. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. What do you have to get babysitters for date night with the daddy? Oh, or? yeah. You have to manage. Yeah. You got to manage all the babysitting and the, I don't know what else you have to do there. All if the... I keep playing it, I will let you know, but I don't know. I don't know where this goes. One of the dads is married, so I'm not 100% sure where oh. that goes. Hmm. What a rotten. He's fooling around on his wife. Maybe. I don't know. She's super religious, and that family is weird because they've all named their kid. Like, there's Christian, Chris, Christina. There's a baby that's just called, like, Jesus or something like that. Like, they all have this weird, like, Christy kind of sounding name. And I don't I don't know what's going on there exactly. Christy sounding name. Okay. I've never heard that before. That's funny. Christy uh, sounding name. It's kind of weird. I don't know what's going on there. And he's got twins, and they just stare at you creepily. Well, it is a dad know. dating simulator. That's what it says even in the description. So yeah. I'm wondering, oh, maybe it's not a story. Maybe it's not a dating simulator. Maybe it's just a visual novel. I mean, it plays just like a visual novel. That's it. Yeah. At least so far. There's been choices, but most of the choices are pretty okay. hollow. Yeah. <laughs> How come stylistically these things are always sort of anime? Even the chicken one is. Uh, why is that? Why can't they be, I don't know, some other style? Like a, Norman, like a Norman Rockwell version. style? like Sure, yeah. that or like a... Joe Madura style or uh, freaking... Well, maybe that's a niche that needs filling. Do you want to make a dating simulator, guys? No. Like yeah. Famous? No. Let's do so it. was it. Scott Frog, <laughs> Frog Basket. And if Scott can make the art for it and we'll <laughs> learn programming in a, in a week. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My style would be horrendous for a game like this. Are you kidding? Nobody would want to date the girls I draw. <laughs> Just be a gibbering mouth. Or baby Yoda. We'll, we'll worry about the licensing later. I mean, there's just a, it's like a thousand art styles that I would be more inclined to enjoy as a visual novel than I do anime. And that's part of the problem here. It's a me problem. I know it's me. But, you know, big eyed, short skirted, uh, freaking. Japanese schoolgirls with giant eyes. I just don't. It's not my jam. I just I'll say kind of, Dream yeah, Dream Daddy doesn't fall too far into that. I mean, it's still drawn and all of that, but it doesn't feel very anime. Although you can make your character extremely anime. Like yeah. it feels like the character you play as is an anime character, and none of the other characters are. Yeah, I'm looking at the art for Dream Daddy, and it's not that. It's not that anime. It's the least of the three of them. Anyway. Of the three, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're clearly. The, the the Colonel Sanders thing is leaning really hard into the tropes of the genre, whatever that may yeah. be, and and yours is a little more traditional. It sounds like John's maybe breaks the mold a little bit visually, but and everything I look at on that on that Steam list, if you go to look at the tags and stuff, it's just they all look like it, and they're all called things like Saruka's Day Out or uh, Chim Cham Leaves a Frog Poop or whatever. It's, it's just a bunch of like statements <laughs> they're not even names of anything it's just like i don't know dude i think there's a vampire in that game dream daddy i'm yeah, trying to look at a pictures dude, there's a dude who kind of looks like a vampire there's a vampire you meet him at uh there, there's a goth store called dead goth and beyond i think yeah and <laughs> it's it's uh it's well, kind a of a weird encounter. Like in the picture I see him in, there's um, butterflies and like these glass panes, like taxidermy style, and a library with a ladder. I haven't wow. talked to him yet, so I don't know anything about him. I know he like I know he was at the goth store, and he didn't. He was unhappy with the era in He's which. He's got Jerry Seinfeld's pirate shirt. 
Yeah, he was unhappy about the the era his blouse was from. That's what I. That's the only interaction I've had with him so far. He called it a blouse in there. I think he called it a blouse. Okay, that's great. Is it blouse or blouse? I think it's blouse. Is what I was always always heard. But Canada's weird. Not a blouse. Blouse. No, I think it's blouse. I think it's more of a zitty sound. Sounds German again. You got a bunch of German stuff. Blouse. Where's the blouse? Doesn't sound German. Put it in the chimney. And clean the, the dishes in the zinc. It might be. I have no idea how I've been impacted by the German ancestry. I'll but you do honest. have your full. Are you full German background or full? Uh, On my dad's side, I can trace it to mostly German. Yeah, like, but it was um, uh, like a, a six generations ago. So maybe like 125 years ago or so. Oh wow! Like before the World Wars ever happened. Oh wow! We, we were um, the word is we were criminals. No. And instead of facing in Germany, instead of facing, you know, persecution there, we escaped to the new world like a great many people in that time. And the new world was a place where you could start anew. So you guys like the Schwartz crime family in Germany? Well, I'd have to go. We haven't traced it back to Germany, but the idea, I think, is that he was a land baron. Oh, wow. So like, a, you know, a Trumper kind of deal. Uh-huh. A Trumper. Of, of the, of the oh, oh, century. oh, okay, I get you know that. what I mean? Like yeah. a rich person with serfs, yeah, 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 yeah. You have uh, <laughs> yeah. your real estate deals and all that, was, yeah. but turned out to be criminals. So you bring some wives with you, yeah, and your criminal cohorts, and you escape to the new world and then you, you flee from justice. Wow, all right, yeah. Do you have when you go when you have like family stuff, Christmas or whatever, do you guys make traditional like German food and that kind of stuff? Do you do that? No, we're, no. we're so un, un-German. Like, I, the thing is, we went to the woods, preserved the ways for a little bit, did a little inbreeding. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I mean, when you go to, when in the new world, when you're in the forest and there's only, like, ten of you. Yeah. And then you have some kids, and those kids, the dating pool, it's walk, you walk yeah. for days to civilization. And no electricity. Yeah. Um you know your dating pool is very limited and like, we were we we're from like the forest like not from the, any city that's cool <laughs> like I the pioneer life Bo describes that he's just like we're from the forest <laughs> yeah we you are you, you live in a house it, where there's no roads except for the paths you have and you have horses and like to for work you would travel days yeah to go live in a shanty for six months and cut down trees and then come back to the you know is that kind of living right like the sure You'd have a kid yeah. while you were gone. He'd be eight months ho- old by the time you'd return home, and then you'd be gone again for another <laughs> yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah. that sounds. So right. it was that, and then you know all the German you know got bred out of us. We don't speak German. It's we're as Canadian as Canadian gets in terms of surviving cold weather, mm-hmm. cutting down trees, saying things like Jesus Murphy, and you know all the rest. <laughs> like, oh, uh, you good. know, it's. This it, I have no connection to Germany whatsoever, except for the fact that I'm inbred. Like my grandparents are third cousins. Yeah. Well, you have yeah. your you, you have Nazi leanings and stuff too, right? Just kidding. I made that up. No. <laughs> <laughs> although, although you know, I mean, I have a good friend who would call me the Nazi. Really? Just because you know, you know, you give nicknames for your friends, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you know, there goes. I don't know. I never gave a friend of mine like top Gary. I I had, I had, we had mean friends. Like, I mean, we're all, but mean in that funny way where, you know, you have a good friend, but you call him a name and it's funny, but in any other context, it's like inappropriate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my good friend, Fufu would call me a a Nazi. He's like, Oh, there's the Nazi. 
Hold on, why is he Fufu? Because uh, that's his 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 name is Francois. Oh, Francois. Yeah. But he he's Lebanese, so France. I'm not gonna put his name out, but he's Lebanese with a French Canadian name, and his mom just like calling him Fufu. Oh. And so we all call him Fufu, except I would call him Dirty Leb when he called me a Nazi. So <laughs> we we had that kind of relationship, which is highly inappropriate. But when you're, you know, nah, that's okay. Because when you, when you have like um, friendships that cross right. racial national boundaries, and everyone's kind of cool with that inside thing, it's totally fine for everyone. But then it shocks people outside of it. So oh yeah, that totally. Sometimes. That's like when my dad used to call my brother and my sisters. He called them. I have two Korean sisters and a Korean brother. And I've talked about this on other shows, but my dad uh, at home would refer to them in a, in the most like term of endearment way as chinks. That's what he would call them. Yeah. And he yeah, would do it in this playful way where he'd say, all right, load up the chinks. We're late. We got to go. We got to go. Where, where are the chinks? We're missing a chink or two, he'd say. <laughs> and and it was all in, it was all. I know it sounds shocking to hear it, but it was all in like fun. Because it's like it sounds kind of like. Like they belong, you know, because they do belong to them. He's the guard, legal guardian, right? You know, it's, we're missing a couple of yeah, slaves. You, you wouldn't know? think you wouldn't think twice though if he said we're missing a kid, we're missing two kids, we're missing a couple of the kids. But instead, yeah. he's saying we're missing the chinks. He'd do that all the time, and then, and in the house, we all saw it for what it was, which is this goofy, dumb, dumb dad thing. And the, no one internally was ever offended by it. He was the most loving, great dad ever to to everybody. And then. We go out of the house and some kid at school would call my brother that. My brother would look at me like, what's he doing? Why would he say that thing dad says? He doesn't seem to be saying it the same way. Like he seemed really yeah, yeah. confused and he barely, yeah, you know, still exactly. didn't quite know full English. And I'm like, well, Matt, he's using it as a uh, pejorative or whatever word I would have used. And then he, I watched my brother kick the crap out of that kid. But anyway, the point is <laughs> okay. he, he was trained Lesson, in new Taekwondo. Lessons learned all around. <laughs> it's context, permission, and all that. Because, you know, the N-word gets thrown around a ton by the people who can say the N-word. And, right. And hopefully not at all by the people who shouldn't be saying it. Right. And so, like, right. it's all context. And, you know, if you have a good friend who, or a family member, you know, who's you just have that license. It's hard to explain. I think to someone who doesn't have that, I to suppose. Totally you know agree. I mean? like, it is hard to explain. I've, I've I mean, try explaining it to 2020 child protection services and they find out, um, it, it seems that the parents of, you know, uh, young Kevin, uh, call him a chink, <laughs> you know, like you can imagine someone reporting that right now to child protective services as an abusive household mm -hmm. in 2020. Sure. So you it, know, but, it, it, it yeah. happens. It, it, Anyway, what was the what was our point though? We had a point. Uh, the point anyway, was... the point is, I think I'm gonna date the dad who has the corgi. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we really drove straight into the weeds. <laughs> uh, he's Usually Wayne. I can trace back when we find our way, and I'm like, I don't know how we got. I don't there. know how we got there either. But wait a minute. So one of these guys has a corgi, and he's he's just your jam or whatever. What's well, I. As I listed the options, my girlfriend was very on board that I date the dad with the corgi. Okay. And the reason was because he had a corgi. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's too good. All right. Well, we, we uh, two, two, you know, thumbs up for the two games you guys are playing. Big thumbs down for any of those for me. Not into it. Not my jam. But more down the road, as someone convinces me otherwise. We should, okay, maybe we should check in a little bit later. Maybe not next week, but because uh, Rusty Nails has just written a review of our show and says stream of the year right here. Oh, wow. 
rusty nails look don't spill all your beans in the in the fridge just yet that's not a phrase i made that up don't don't spill all your beans in the fridge that's not a thing don't spill anything in the fridge what is it oh no it's don't spill all your popcorn in the in the lobby that's the phrase uh okay right yeah isn't that what you you i haven't heard it before but i i get it you know i think don't get all excited before you actually watch the movie right i think that's what it is i think that's an actual thing and not just a meism all right ism that gets, so are you going to continue on Colonel Sanders or are you done with it? Oh, this I am so thing? done with it. I'll never touch unless someone really convinces me hard. And, and John hear, John wants me to play that. What's that one John that's like a big troll game? Uh I didn't want you. I said you'd hate it. A oh. Doki Doki Literature Club, which is a pretend one. Right. It pretends to be this for a long period of time and then it becomes a very unsettling, disturbing horror game in the middle of it. Right. But. And that's interesting to me from a, oh, I should experience that to see what kind of fun satire we're dealing with here. Like, I kind of feel like I might play that one day. But everything else that's like legitimately in this genre, subgenre, it's it's a little like saying, Scott, let's go to a furry convention. I'm not going. I'm not going to go. And it's not because I don't like furries. It's not because I don't like furry conventions. It's not that I'm not happy for everybody who's totally into that stuff. It's just not for me, man. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to dress up like a dog or a frog or whatever they do. I'm not going to do it. And again, no knocking furry culture. I don't. I'm just not into it. And I think you're allowed to go without dressing up, though. Oh, I don't know what the rules are. are they, can you? Can you? <laughs> I don't know, but you just, uh, it seemed like your big takeaway was, I'm not going to dress up. I don't know if you have to. <laughs> I, I feel that way about fine. a lot of things. I get that way about any party where there's some, where there's any kind of dressing up. Like, I don't like Halloween parties where I have to dress up. I kind of hate that. So that's a, <laughs> that's a whole different issue. But I'm, and I'm not picking on them in particular. It's like, hey, what about LARPing? It's not my jam. I don't want to LARP. I'd rather, hey, it's no, you know what? It's no different. Somebody said, hey, let's go golf. No, I don't want to golf. You know what I do like? Video game golf. I like that. That's fun. I like to Tiger Woods it up a little bit, you know, play a little golf, knock him into the holes and whatnot, but only in a digital way. I don't want to go spend inordinate amounts of money on stupid golf. And a lot of people love golf. So that's all I'm saying. What and if it was free golf? Twice. Uh, if it was free golf... I still wouldn't like it as much as if you said if it was free mini golf, then I'd be more into it. Yeah. Because that's like arcade golf, you know? What if it was top golf? Uh, yes, I would do that. I've actually done that. And I've done that with uh, Tad, or, you know, people in the Frog Pants community, and that's a ton of fun. Um, would I do it every weekend? No. I'm terrible at it. I'm not particularly into it. I've never understood this whole game of Kings business. I like basketball. I'll go play that with you. I like a little hockey here and there. You know, like, so I guess what I'm saying is I just, I'm putting it out there that this stuff's not for everybody. Clearly it's for somebody. I don't think it's for me. I tried. So I want to do a follow up with John. Maybe not next week, but I do want to check in and find out more about Dream Daddy. Yeah. So I'll can let we you make know. that happen I... in January, maybe? Yeah. So start, I keep playing it. I probably will. I'll probably play a little bit more. Start 2020 off with a bang, Bo, with with uh, the Corgi dad and you and a, bu- <laughs> a bucket of chicken, whatever you need. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah, 2020 is going to be insane. I don't know what my 2020 video game plans are. Right. I just know I'm going to be broke. Oh, it's going to be bad. March. Well, it's, it's not only going to be bad. There's a lot of great games coming out for, you know, lots of reasons, but it's the, you know, it's the year we get cyberpunk and that's, that's like 
a giant glowing inevitability that I cannot avoid. I mean, I'm seriously considering buying a PlayStation right at the end of the cycle. Perfect. Oh, perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah, but I really want to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, really? That They're doing PC version of that, I thought. No? No, it's, they're not. Are, I expl- think it's, yeah, it's it was leaked. It hasn't been announced, but the box cover was shown that the timed exclusive is like a year. Oh, that sucks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a tough one to wait out, man. Yeah. No, I get you. I don't I don't, I, yeah, I would totally, well, I mean, mm, I guess you'd still have to wait a year. borrow a friend, I don't know if I have a friend with a PlayStation 4. What about, what's his name? Um, uh, Crofton? Crofton, he's got something. He's got a Switch, I just don't know if he has a PlayStation 4, he might, he might lend it to me. Yeah. If you get close enough to the new PlayStation coming out, you can probably get one pretty cheap, though. Right. Everybody will be trading men to get that. Yeah, I was thinking thing. of Kijiji-ing yeah. it up, but uh, I'm like, I, I we'll see how it is. I don't know what's going to happen because March is going to come around, and there's going to be Doom Eternal, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm probably only going to have time maybe to focus on one. I just don't know which one it's going to be. So I don't want to buy all three and then figure it out after. I kind of want to just get it right the first time. <laughs> so I don't know. You know what's really fun is watching the chat room try to decide which animal I would be at a fur con, furry con. I think I I think you should go as a frog in pants. I think you should just brand it. All right, frog in pants. Uh, Somebody up here said a fox. Somebody else said more of a maned wolf than a fox. Uh, uh, Some are saying that I'm stuck in my ways. No, you can you can listen. Let me tell you something about life. It is possible to recognize and accept that lots of people are into lots of things and at the same time you don't have to be into whatever that thing is if you don't like it it's possible the thing i don't i'm not clear on because i haven't done it is if the furry thing is more of a like a like an identity thing like you know like if you're transgender i'm supposed to be a woman or i'm a man supposed to be uh, I don't know a woman or whatever you know so it's like it's not a sexual thing like it's, it obviously involves sexuality but it's not a um I think it can, isn't it's it? It's not just a more... fetish kind of thing. Like yeah, say, exactly. A, so I'm just like, I wonder if the furry thing is more based on just sexual enjoyment or if it's from a, an identity concern of some kind. It might I be. Mean, it could be, a, way, could, could be a lot. No, I know. And it could be a load of things. That's the funny thing is I honestly, I don't know. But the the community, we've got a bunch of people that are into the furry scene. And I, I guess I've never asked any of them. Like, I'm just curious. I'm like, I really should have been you know born a fox and not a human or if it's more just like i just get really turned on when there's a fox around you know like that yeah. I, that's i mean i'm saying that as a joke but i'm anyways no i know what you mean. mean i know i totally know what you mean <laughs> i'm just i don't know what the distinction is so it's like say saying what you animal you think someone would be is kind of a well, what? Okay, I can tell you what animal. If I if I was going to get reincarnated and reborn as an animal, I could tell you which one I'd choose. I would be. What would you be? A. I'd be a. I would be a hawk, like a really cool bird of prey hawk looking thing. Even though I'm not really into like killing mice or you know the the, the actual lifestyle of a hawk kind of sounds like it sucks. Yeah, it's good that you're not just really into killing mice. Well. Wednesday, it's mice killing day. Got to go down and hit a quota. I just like you the like, idea. Of, you like to eat meat, though. You know. uh, yeah, I like meat, and I like flying. I would like to fly. Think of the big shits you can take on people from up there, too. Yeah. Um. 
Let him try to think of what else. Around, you'd be like, I'm going to get that guy. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think that would be it. Or some sort of big bird of prey. Um, what would, Bo, what would you be if you could choose? What would you be? No man, that's I kind of like being a human. I'll be honest with you. I don't. Yeah, humans pretty good. I don't have an. I don't have a. I, my sister was like that. She really think for a time wanted to be a horse. You know, and she was very very young. I think when you're, I can't imagine ever just. I mean, I wanted to be a Jedi, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I wanted to be Spider Man. You know, or Gandalf or whatever. But I never really looked at an. I'm not a big animal lover. I guess like you know, I'll be nice to a pet and love a pet, but like. <laughs> you know, nice I never, I never look at an animal and be like, it would be so liberating to be like um, a whale. You know, it would be just so great to just splash around the water without a care in the world. And I'm like, whale life probably sucks. Oh, it's probably <laughs> boring. They eat. Krill. I can play video games. No other animal can play video games. I'm like, it's good here. Can they get? Cool. They probably get a chimp to do that now, right? Can't they do that? I'll bet a chimp or a gorilla could play like Madden or something. FIFA. They do that thing where they put on like a screensaver and cats just go to town on it on like an iPad. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah. yeah. My dog uh, is one one of the animals that will sit and watch a nature documentary, but it has to be sea life. They're not into it. She really? won't. She doesn't care if it's cheetahs and lions and stuff like that. But the other night we were watching something about seals or I don't know what it was, manatees or something. And she's just so alert and just staring at the TV the whole time. Okay, so PGH Fur says that my fursona is me. It's my representation of the world since I can't transition. So there are those who are into it for sex, but the majority aren't. Well, yeah, well, of I think course. It's, I go. think it's like it's like anything. Like even if you if you go the the heteronormative route and say men and women together, like there's some people who are going to be more into it for companionship, and there's going to be some that are just going to like want to show people their ding dong because they're a pervert, like. It turns out people are a spectrum of things across everything. There are there are people who are going to be on one side of things and people are going to be. I don't think you can just throw everybody into a box and just say this thing is this one thing. Right. Like there's going to be people that are there for all sorts of reasons. I, I agree. It's just are. like anything else. It's like, yeah, it's like anything else. Like, you know, I, I, I acknowledge that. I just can't imagine myself being like me showing up in a hawk costume at a fur, furry convention <laughs> there's i mean like it's it goes back to that whole rule 34 of the internet if it exists there's porn for it like someone's gonna take everything in one direction for oh sure. yeah and it's sure. gonna someone you know we all watched the mandalorian hat and had a good time there's gonna be someone that was like man i didn't feel anything till those jaw was cracked open that egg and then that was the first time <laughs> yeah, what was it and that, and like, I guarantee yeah, you this right, too. Right. If you typed in Mandalorian, uh, I don't know what you'd have to type in. I'm not going to try it, but like Mandalorian, or like the, you, you just do it with Overwatch and stuff. But if you did like Mandalorian porn, you will find something already that is really disturbing. Like that's the way of the, of the, yes, rule 34. You're still alive. You're here. Get used to it, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, but dating. that doesn't mean that, you know, anytime you run across a Star Wars fan, you got to go, man. I saw some Jawas doing some questionable things to an egg, and now all these Star Wars fans are just a bunch of preverts. Yep, that's right. Do they have conventions where it's Star Wars meets furries? Could I go and be? Oh. Uh, well, no. I'm just wondering. Could I be a Mudhorn? You know, nah, what I'm... Nah. sorry, I I did some searches. I didn't like. Oh. What I saw. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't related to what Scott was saying. 
is related to what you're like, Bell I'm was searching to Google on. it. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> okay, anyways, uh, continue. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I don't want to be a Star Wars conventions that have adult stuff. I don't know. Ask? I assume you can. It doesn't matter, right? Oh, you can go right. to whatever and just show up, and there you are. You're a mudhorn. I don't know. <laughs> you're there when you're here. You're a mud. You're a mudhorn. Yeah. I think Mudhorns are cool. That's the reason I keep bringing up Mudhorns. All right, uh, let's now let's move on to to a thing. Uh, what what thing is that? It's this. Uh, we now know what the name of that new Xbox is. It's just called Xbox, and technically, it's called the Series X. But they are flattening the branding. Like I think it probably is a good idea. Um, I mean, think about the history of this thing. Xbox, Xbox three hundred and sixty xbox one (laughs) like it's weird so i like the idea of just you know what this is the xbox this is the platform i don't know what your next series looks like but just keep calling it xbox i think that's fine also think didn't they say the name was gonna mimic what it does so yeah we talked about the show like the next xbox name will sort of identify with what it is that's what phil schiller said yeah yeah phil phil schiller said uh yeah when you hear the name you'll go oh that's what xbox does well yeah i guess it's it's an xbox yeah that's it it's pretty Um, pretty dumb yeah but so it's like siri can you do me a a a test yeah what do you want (laughs) You do me a test. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, do you have your iPhone? No, but I can do it on sure? my desktop. I'll do it right here. Hold on. Can you, do, can you put Siri on? Yeah, yeah, I can do it. So I'm going to hit it, and then you're going right. to say something. You ready? Say say Series X. Okay, hold on. Series X. I didn't catch that. <laughs> okay, that that's lame. That's the best you can do is Series I didn't X. catch that. Oh, Siri. What? Say that again. Series X. Okay. Series X. Looking for X on the Apple TV app. No. Mm. Yeah. All right. I just, anyways, Series X kind of sounds like Series Sex. And <laughs> I was like, it's a little awkward for well, people. It's... But maybe Siri's smart enough to know the difference. So <laughs> I mean, it's not a problem until Siri gets more advanced, and then it's just going to be a demand. I guess yeah, so. That's a dating sim I don't want to play. You... <laughs> the, the Apple the Apple dating sense. Yeah, no kidding. So so calling it the Series X, I mean, you're not going to go to the store at Walmart and see Xbox Series X. You're just going to see, well, maybe you will. See, I still think it's confusing. It, I heard, and I didn't look too deeply into it, but it's more of a computer tower oh, it totally kind is. of deal. Right? Yeah, it looks like a little mini PC. And, and uh, I've seen a lot of fridge memes where, you know, looks... I think I it like looks cool. Looks. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I think Scott it looks cool. High five, man. Yeah, high, digital high five. You. I kind of. I'm okay with like it too. That. As a desktop fan, I like that those giant bricks. Well, it's funny you said as a. It's funny as you said as a desktop fan. The reason I, this is my belief. The reason that thing is shaped the way it is, and the reason I suspect the PS5 will follow similarly, maybe a little bit, bit different, is for heat distribution. We're getting to a point where GPUs cause mainly and there's other stuff too that causes heat but there's a lot of heat distribution happening inside our computers these days inside devices and every generation that gets hotter and hotter with what we're trying to do so i think this thing is a a good design funneling heat out up out through the top you can lay it on its side which means you know heat funneling out the side but either way it's a good efficient heat distribution model and you don't don't want to hear it it too you want quiet fans you want better fans right Exactly. There's no coolant system in there, so you expect your your system to have comparable specs to a desktop PC, but they're not going to put water cooling in a 
console. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, they could, but there's no way they're, I mean, that would but jack their price doesn't up. That, wouldn't that stuff break pretty easy during shipping when it's prefabbed that yeah. way? Like, you'd kind of want to install it after, right? Right. You Plus, I'm, ship it installed. I'm one of those people, I have liquid cooling on what I have now on my on my desktop, and I always wonder, what's that water like in there right now? Like, how gross yeah, is that water? I, I have that as well, and yeah. I kind of look at it. Are you supposed to change it periodically? I don't know. Uh, Are you? You never change it. No, I don't think so. I wondered this same thing because I had a computer for years and I was like, there can't be water in there anymore. So standing water is bad, but if it's an airtight chamber, like if the circuit, the piping circuitry is airtight, then you're probably fine. It's water. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all true. Tight, tight, tight. Yeah, no, it's... uh, (laughs) So heat issues have always been a thing. We've known that in PCs for years. Consoles are just sort of catching up to that, but I think it's a fine design. My guess is it'll... fridge has water or brine in it, too, that you never change. You know, that's true. Yeah, I never do. My fridge definitely has water in it, and I should drink more of it. Um, No, I mean, the the air conditioning uh, portion. Mm. Like, air conditioning systems, they carry cool water or brine or some sort of liquid back and forth and all that. It right. It's cooled down by the Freon or ammonia. It Water is usually a part of a cooling system in any device. So You can tell Bo comes from that probably, Canadian family of... Uh, what they, I have an eight, I, 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 I mean, my dad owns an HVAC company. HVAC, a local that's one, it. But, like, you know, they're yeah. <laughs> big-time HVAC. And I work in it as a teenager. I'm, I, all the HVAC you want, I can tell you all about. Man, I could have used you a couple of years ago in my equivalent died here and we got screwed bad i should have asked for you for advice anyway doesn't matter what was my point oh uh the other comparison i would make to these in terms of like hardware that funnels heat up through the top like that would be the 2013 mac pros the little trash can looking things say what you want about those but they had incredible heat distribution they were great that way and very quiet um i hope that's what we get with this my expectation is that the PlayStation 5 will have some similar structure, but probably be more rounded. I don't think it'll be square like that. But also, I think Xbox and a boxy shape kind of go nicely together. I think this thing looks great. I don't have a single problem with it. I don't know why people I, are being so negative either. about it. It's I think fine. I think everyone's just in a rush to make jokes. That's all. Yeah, that's all yeah. it is. Who can that's be first? Got to be the memes. first. First of the memes. Yep. First of the memes. I mean, it could be any shape, and someone's going to Photoshop it into something else because that's just how some people are making careers on the internet in 2020. It's a good point. It's a good point. Anyway, we don't know what the PS5 looks like because they have not shown it, so we don't know. Uh, but hopefully soon we will. Did anything else of those game awards do anything for anyone? I, I could care less about the awards themselves. It just didn't do a thing for me to see those. Um, some people are no. Saying, none of the announcements really hit me. Yeah. And I mean, some of them were OK, but the even the one that I was probably the most excited about was the um, what was the Telltale game that they announced? The part two. Oh, uh, oh Wolf, Wolf Among, Among Us. Us too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that like, was a nice thing to hear. I, I liked the first one of those a lot, but yeah. with everything Telltale went through, there's a part of me that's just like still feels bad i know it's a lot of the same people coming back and and working on it and it's good that they have work and all of that but i don't know there's still just kind of a weird taste in my mouth but i did like that first series of wolf among us it was really really good Wolf among us is good yeah it's very good and it's that's my brand of visual novel and i know it's not the same okay (laughs) 
But if you want to know no, the kind right. of visual yeah. novels I like, I guess they're adventure games is what I like. I, yeah, you trade out the romance for the sweet, you know, chase on the rooftop and the exciting sort of dramatic scenes. Yeah, right? when the goal is romance, the writing's better. When the, the goal, when better. the when the chief goal is romance, don't care. If the chief goal yeah. is relationships to push a story forward, I think I'm okay with that. And adventure there's games a romantic are closer tension to that. with Snow White, right? A little, guess, bit. You know, a little bit, yeah. yeah. But you're not Batman. trying to. Catwoman had that in the Batman game, right? You're just not. You're just not constantly courting her, you know, like it's yeah, just story. But I really like that first game. I will, I'll say for the record, best Telltale game they ever made, in my opinion. I really liked mm. the the um, Borderlands thing. Tales, Tales of the Borderlands, was that it? Yeah. That was very All good. Tales from the Borderlands was so good. It was very good. But I still think I'd put Wolf Among Us higher. Probably I would just, too. Yeah. I think the ones that I I probably are my favorite. I really liked those Batman games. Were really good. They were good. Um, yeah. they were just a, an awesome take on Batman. And the first season of Walking Dead, you got to yeah, give it. Yeah, I I will admit I teared up a lot at the first the ending of the first season of Walking Dead. That game left me a bit of a mess by the end. It was so. very good too. Yeah, I I really liked that. I don't think. I think that it would have been nice if they would have, you know, that none of this was going on where they got, had to basically sell themselves off and fire everybody and all that whole mess. I really wish that wouldn't have happened because they inhabited a pretty unique space in gaming that nobody was really doing very well anymore. And they were in some ways were super innovative in other ways. They were kind of relying on a lot of stuff they've done for too long. So I understand why, you know, maybe that wasn't working out for them, but I'm happy to hear about Wolf Among Us too. I'm a little nervous that this really isn't the same company, but maybe the same some of the same people are involved, so maybe it's okay. I don't know. I'm worried, but I think what makes Wolf Among Us special is I had no idea this existed. That's a pretty it's a pretty unique take on the whole fairy tale of the modern era. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. you should read the comics. Some, the comics are amazing. yeah. I know. I've been told the comics are very good, and um, so I should read them. Uh, yeah, but I, that that that's what I loved about the game is I just didn't know that that this IP existed, that this creation was a thing. And it, it just seemed unique and new to me. So I, I really like it for that reason. It Whereas does like Batman. I know what Batman is and I know what walking dead is, even though it's still good. That was really special. That experience of playing it for the first time and seeing how sort of adult fable it is. It's weird. Yeah, it is, it is very weird. And it's also, uh, if anyone, well, I don't know how many of us have read it. I've read it like four times, but the book American gods, not the TV show, that thing went off the rails, but, the book American Gods by Neil Gaiman is kind of to mythology what Wolf Among Us is to fables. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed American Gods quite a bit. Oh, I love that. Although book. I did the audiobook and uh, I, I had some occasional issues with the audio. Which one did you hear? Because the George Goodell one's very good. I don't know about that. It is good, but he's just. His heavy breathing lady voice, I struggled with, because <laughs> there's a there's a lot of times in there where he had to be like, "Okay, hon, yeah. I see what you're doing." Yeah. And that book can get very sexual, so it'd be it would just be things like, "Why don't you come here and just put your lips on my mouth?" And I was just like, "I'm kidding. Like, this is not the voice I want." This like 
ASMRing yeah. into my car. Yeah. When it's in your headphones and you're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. a bit like a little too, it still feels like they're whispering blow. in your ear. And yeah, like, oh, but it sounds know. like it's coming from somebody who's wearing the most exquisite suit, sitting in the the most amazing chair, smoking the most yeah. amazing pipe, and now he's reading a sexy scene to you, and it's uncomfortable. I don't like. And, yeah, there's there's definitely like a quality of grandpa has decided to take it blue, and now it's just uncomfortable <laughs> around the dinner table. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, he's very good though. Like if you listen to uh, mo- most, he did most of the uh, uh, Dark Tower books uh reads and there it's my i love those his read on those they're so good yeah. oh my gosh anyway uh so there you go video game awards people won some stuff there are a few announcements nothing too major uh that we really have to cover here i don't think but uh no, it was final fantasy 7 i was excited for but overall i mean the awards it wasn't yeah i like jeff Keeley. yeah he's lot. fine there's nothing i wrong think he's great him. sure but the award show just doesn't work yeah, I think it's hard because I think what he wants to do is actually something pretty big and special, and he's had to make he's had to make a bunch of concessions to make it work financially. And and I don't mean it's cheap. I mean to to like get big sponsors interested and get the big three console makers to do stuff for it, and just to kind of get everybody on the same page with all these disparate interests that all these different companies have, I think that's really monumental. And so it's amazing. It happens at all. I, I just don't think it's quite what it could be. I think yeah, it's I a good thing to give the devs a celebration to give them some acknowledgement. Cause you want to talk about a thankless job in a lot of ways as game developer. I mean, you, for the, for what you're doing, the amount of like response and attention and death threats that you get, for what you do as a game developer is extremely disproportional to what you're actually doing in this world. You're not an actor. You're not making millions and millions of dollars. Like you're, you're not trying to bring in this kind of attention. So I think there is a level of like, Hey, getting to actually celebrate these people is a, is a good idea, especially because it's a job where typically you don't know that you're going to have that job when you finish a game. So your victory lap might be, searching for a new job or you know posting on twitter well if anybody knows someone who needs a senior programmer let me know yeah like it's just it's just kind of a brutal place and and having a place to recognize these people and you know kind of celebrate them i think is a good idea but you're right it's a a lot of times it feels like oh what are they going to announce what's going to be the promos what's going to be this as opposed to what it should be I, yeah. I agree exactly with your sentiment. I think the problem is that it's an award show. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's some way to celebrate it and not do awards, that would be the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, just because a lot of stuff got overlooked. Outer Wilds is a great game that won no awards. It's just like, what? Like, I just think gaming is too broad to give award to a best game. Like, it's silly. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of bad. And the other thing that's bad is all the here's this weirdo game developer who's pretty awkward and he's going to talk to you about some game called nine to five that nobody wants to listen. There's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, this isn't a, it, it should be a celebration of games that John is talking about. I just don't think it needs to be an award. I don't know what that looks like necessarily, but hmm. if there's some way to do it and, and not, I don't know, have green day playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Green Day thing wasn't that all to promote Beat Saber and them putting out a bunch of music for yeah, Beat Saber. Yeah, but also Jeff, you know, had a big speech that I think was pretty genuine about it, it being his favorite band and him wanting it there. And it's just like, I like Green Day; they're cool. You know uh, what? I don't like music at video game stuff. I don't either. 
I'm with you there. I was about to say true that's, BlizzCon, yeah. true video game war. I'm like, really they're con- I'll go to a concert. I don't need. But I, I don't know. It's just like if you're gonna do a concert, do a concert of the video game music, like the musical numbers they do with video games live. It's like, all right, you know that's cool. But like, I don't want just even if it's your favorite band. I just don't want your random side pop music in the experience. It just doesn't work. I just don't think it works. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um, although you know whatever, teach their own. I, in this particular case, I was interested because I'm playing Beat Saber. I like that game a lot. It's very cool. It's to me, it's the only killer app VR has ever produced. Like it's the game, the thing to make sure you have, no matter what VR headset you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it's very good, but, uh, the, the, the reviews on, Twi- on Steam are horrible for that DLC. And I thought, well, what's the deal? All these people hate Green Day or something. And I went and looked at them uh, today. And I think they also brought this up on the giant bomb cast this week as well. I think that was them, maybe somebody else. But anyway, uh, somebody had, or or what was happening is people were just in there bitching about how the music's being censored. So a bunch of F words are being censored. So you can't just buy the raw music. You have to, you have to hear not beeps, but like, you know, radio versions of songs get played. There's like a little chunk of, uh, uh, not dialogue, but whatever taken out of it. The vocals are just muted for that one word or something like that. Yeah. And that's, that upset a bunch of people, which I totally get. Um, I wonder why you can't just do why can't you do that dynamically like why couldn't we, we live in a time where that you should be able to turn that off and on like blood mode in a game kind of yeah i mean it de- depends on the tech but i know i play a lot of rocksmith i can try to think i don't think there's less i think the swearing is in the game because there's rage against the machine they swear a lot in their stuff. yeah rock band had a so bunch like, of sweary songs in it they they didn't care yeah yeah maybe but like i guess the I guess those games are more just about the music. So it's like they know they're going to get a bad reaction from filtering swear words from classic rock songs and stuff like that. I guess it's Beat Saber's kind of like a family game. Like you said, it's the killer app. So eight-year-old Billy is going to want to play Beat Saber as much as the other guy. And I guess that, that was just the executive decision they made. Like it's not for hardcore rock musicians that also play vr games it's for everyone right. that would be my guess yeah, yeah it's weird it is weird anyway. I, I don't know like i i always have found and i guess you know it depends on the child and all of that but i've always found like pretending like bad words don't exist around children is always weird to me like everyone i know who has kids cusses in front of their kids and their kids are the ones that are like you shouldn't use that language like it makes like verbally responsible children but if you try and keep it a big secret then it becomes a fun little taboo thing for kids yeah never do the secret thing the secret thing will get you in trouble trust me somebody as somebody who's raised three kids through their childhood if you say if you act like the word sex is uh scary or weird or you can't talk about that they will uh, immediately build up a ooh taboo wonder what that is and as time goes on they're going to be trying to find information somewhere and it ain't going to be you, which is the stupidest idea ever. Also, if you bump your hand and smash your thumb and you yell shit, it's your daughter. Who's going to tell you, dad, it's not going to be you going the other, the other way. I mean, you, I'm not saying here's what I'm not saying this. When your kid comes home from school, don't go, Hey, you little shit. How was your son of a bitch teacher today? (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that, like you don't have to be a complete doughhead. But what I mean is, don't pretend like if your kid comes home and goes penis, you know, 
you're supposed to, your your reaction might be to go, oh, now we don't say those, blah, 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 you know, and do that. Don't do that because all you're doing is creating a fun little psycho idea that they're going to think of. And, and now the penis is a bizarre, distorted thing in their head. Instead, you say, oh, where'd you hear that word today? Oh, well, Billy said it at the thing. Do you know what that is? No. Well, do you want to do you want to know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's sit down. I know you're only seven, but you may as well hear this. All right. You know that little doodle you got? <laughs> like you start to have the conversation <laughs> and it's good. Don't demonize stuff because you're going to pay for it as a parent. I'm telling you, I know this from experience. Don't do it. We, we tried very hard not to. But in a few cases where that sort of thing would happen, you immediately went, oh, great. I said they can't. Why can't it? So if he wants to watch RoboCop, why can't he? Now he's going to wonder why can't he. Let's just find some friend's house to watch RoboCop. So you may as well watch RoboCop with him. Sit down with him, watch RoboCop, and have him go, ugh, and go, yeah, I know, right? This is why I was worried if you're going to go to your friend's house. It's going to be pretty freaky. Aren't you glad we're doing it here? (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Love you, Dad. Good night. Like, you can have, you can build a good relationship around navigating these things. I don't even know why I'm telling everyone this stuff, but it's it's the truth. It's because Green Day and the Beakers of Beat Saber need to take a... That's right. That's how we got here. Green Day, Beat Saber. So it wasn't anything to do with them not liking Green Day or the BGAs. It's just the censorship. They don't like the censorship, yeah. yeah. Is I didn't pay 12 bucks to have beeps. I'm, 12 bucks, Jesus, the cost of the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I listen to Green Day a lot. I still like Green Day. They were. I have no aspersions against Green Day. Just saying it, it might not be. I mean, they're buying the album a second time for the privilege of playing it beat saber totally okay with charging but then they're also removing content yeah. from people's albums that they're buying a second thing right yeah no just don't put green day in your game beat saber i actually the only the other bummer thing is beat saber is all about sort of really good heavy beat driving edm music because yeah. that's i don't know it just fits it's the way the beats work and literally called mm. beat saber so bringing in like pseudo 90s punk band is a little odd as it would be like saying, Hey, Van Halen pack coming soon to beat saver. It doesn't fit to me, yeah, but that's how all, that's basically how all music is. It's striking at specific times in rhythmic patterns. Like it's literally music. It might Again, be a little your music notation at the end of the day. It's all that. So it's just that like, it's just, you could take anything with a beat that repeats at the same timing. Yeah. not all music does that right if you're a classical fan you you you're sure the timing may shift it doesn't follow a repeated pattern but anything modern pop music is usually always for for timing and repeats over and over and over again and works for you can make it work like i was just thinking american idiot probably plays pretty well because you've got the way that beat saber works is it uses a lot of not just beats but in the interstitial stuff between beats so if it was like an American idiot, I can actually see you going, like expert would have like extra stuff mm. in the middle there that's more about the guitar and less about the beat, but then they'd be on I mean, the beat the whole time. Yeah. So it would work. I think it'd be fine. It's just the guitar is literally the same thing. Like you have six different strings and you have, you know, 12 to 18 different spots where you put your finger. Yeah. So then and then and then and then that you like that's why Rocksmith is amazing because that's how it teaches you to play guitar. It uses the same ideas behind Beat Saber and um, Rocksmith and just actually applies it to your instrument. It gives you feedback if you missed or hit and how to improve. Well, here's what I know um, for sure: these games Rocksmith will never... is like one of the best programs 
for learning music ever made. Like if you have any interest, you should be doing 30 minutes of Rocksmith and learning your guitar. I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. It's I've heard it's like legit a like 2014, like you don't need a new version. They're still putting new DLC songs. There's like a thousand songs now as DLC there. Mm -hmm. They're still adding new songs all the time. It doesn't really get talked about. Even the, the Reddit forum is pretty quiet, but it is an amazing program. Look at anyway. you. That's impassioned. Uh... I will shill for Rocksmith. It's, yeah. Wow. There's no better that it makes it fun, but also you listen to cool music and play along with the songs. I wish I had Rocksmith when I started learning to play guitar. It's incredible. Here's the here's the song that will never be on Beat Saber. Nine Inch Nails Hurt. That'll never be on there. Because there's no beat. It's just, it's just, how's it go? Uh, <laughs> I can't think how it goes. No, I keep thinking REMs, everybody, everybody hurts. And that's not right. <laughs> uh, I can't even do it. Anyway, but my no, point is, got it right. there's everybody no, hurt. No, that's, yeah. that's REM though. Oh, I hurt myself today. I've, let's see if I could stop. Feel, feel stuff or something like that. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Might have fallen apart a little <laughs> bit at the end, but that's pretty much it. Oops. Let's talk about the games we've been playing this week. I played more Shadow Tactics and, in fact, streamed some earlier today. I really like that game. If uh, people miss the sale, it'll probably be on sale again soon, so I guess watch for another sale. But I really like that game a lot. Uh, full name is Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun, and uh, it's like an old uh, commando game, except very modern, and well, even though it's set in feudal Japan, so it's less modern than, than commandos, but it's the same idea. You got kind of a crew, uh, sometimes a mixed crew of characters. One might be a ninja, the other guy's a big fat shogun, the other one's a girl that's really good at traps, but she's and she's really fast when she runs, um, but you use them in concert to try to come up with ways of taking out guards and and uh, captains and uh, solving uh, maps where you have an objective or whatever. And they typically just, it all kind of plays out as a big stealth-based puzzle and a million ways to approach it. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a million. I don't know how many there are, but there are a lot more than, there's no one set way to do it is the point. And I really jam on that kind of game. And this one is uh, incredibly well-received and rated. Apparently it went through a big, Systems change, or uh, I guess under the hood sort of change uh, some time ago that everybody was really happy with as well. And it just runs like butter. It's just a beautiful, awesome game. And I love it. Paying more ESO, which is great uh, as always. And oh, and I'm still playing that Builders 2 game with the freaking. Uh, There's an anime game you can, you like. Yeah. 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 What you is wrong with one. me? It's crazy how much I like that thing. It's very good. It's very, very good. Man, it's on I heard a good review of the first one from a mother who doesn't know anything about video games, just buying it for her like, seven-year-old son, young guy. Oh, yeah. And the kid just loved it. Like yeah. just and she was even impressed with it, you know, versus something that looks kind of, in her words, like garbage like Minecraft. Mm. Um, you know, because it's nice, it's a nice product, right? Yeah, it's the, very well put together. Everything. Yeah. It's only yeah. it's like they they looked at Minecraft and went, ooh, all this building and constructing and deconstructing and mining and stuff, that's cool. But what if it had a point? Like, that's the whole gist of this game. What if it was a game, not just a sandbox? And there's nothing wrong with a sandbox. I love a good sandbox. But this is like, 
those elements plus it's an RPG and there are levels and you're progressing and you get new weapons and like there's a point to it all. Your 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 town's growing and there's a story happening and it's you know it's a, it's a weird anime you know kind of weird story, but it it really works together nicely. It's very polished package and I dig it. And it's not like you know Minecraft's all pixely and stuff. That's not what this is. This is like a you know fully rendered, fleshed out looking looking ass video game. And it appeals to probably lots of ages, but I find myself a little shocked how much I like it. I think it's very good. Uh, John, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, I almost forgot to mention this. Sorry. Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun. Also free on Game Pass. So oh, nice. y'all don't have an excuse out there, or including you guys, I guess. But everybody yeah. who's got Game Pass on PC, uh, Shadow Tactics is like straight up just there. So install it, play it, enjoy it, love it, have it. Okay. Star Wars Battlefront 2. I thought that thing died a horrible, fiery death. I guess it's still around. What's well, going on? that's uh, that's what a lot of people thought, and myself included. And this is going to be something I'm going to have to talk about probably more coming up because I, I have not spent a ton of time uh, playing it. But I did hear word that they have done a lot of work to this game, that it is kind of this secret awesome game, one of those games that got a lot of bad press and had a lot of problems to begin with and has just had updates and revisions and patches and changes and has turned itself into a fine, extremely good experience. Uh, so I booted it up yesterday. I haven't spent a ton of time with it, but, you know, you see the trappings there. You know, it was like, hey, you got a loot box to open. I was like, okay. I opened it, but instead of all these dumb power cards that uh, sucked before, it was just accessories. It was just cosmetic stuff. Mm -hmm ways to make my character look different and you know we're all kind of in a star wars mood right now mandalorian's going strong we got a new star wars movie tomorrow and uh also i've been going back and watching all the clone wars business so i was in the mood to just shoot some people looking kind of like a stormtrooper and uh it's definitely gonna scratch that itch so i'll report back more time spent with it i haven't done enough to really say that oh it's great you should all try it but uh, it's definitely looking better than it did. And it, it's always had good shooting. Like, it's always felt good, right? Like, just feels like a good open-y, world-y, well, you know, battlefield-y Star Wars game. Yeah, um, and I believe they also added um, PvE for their, uh, for their big maps where you can do AI so you can get a little practice. So if you're not really wanting to be competitive... And you, but you just want big Star Wars freaking battles and shooting. I guess that's in there for you. And there's all sorts of all sorts of stuff that sounds like sounds like it's doing pretty good. So I'm gonna check that out more, and I'll let y'all know what I think. All right. Because uh, yeah, I haven't had time for much of anything. Everything else has been Diablo. Bo and I played some of that together last night. It was pretty fun. Mm. I made him think he was going to have a seizure and uh yeah so what, what build did. what build is the crusader doing that makes such a flashy nightmare what's what is that it's the new armor set that they added which looks like imperius's armor Ooh. and uh it is nothing but dropping flashing lightning that arcs between it and then giant pillars of light from the sky on top of that and you just fill the ground Oh, it's that pillar like it's, it's everywhere. Uh, that, yeah. that pillar rune, but you're but it's all enhanced with your build and everything. It's, it's a yeah. crusader though. Right. Right, right, yeah. right. 
pillar. Is it the pillar room? Well, they have a no. Well, they, like, they have a room that's have like a, a moving. They're not. Are they pillars? Yeah, they're beams of light. Beams that's of light. a part of it. Yeah, so okay. I summon three beams of light. But then there's also, I think the ability is called Fist of the Heavens, which just sends out like a big explosion in one spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can do a lightning version of it where you can drop it and it just kind of sparks there wherever you click. And then if you click another place near it and it's close enough, a beam of lightning arcs between the two spots. But you just spam it nonstop. Yeah, it's like it's like you're playing a crusader full of armor. You can mount a horse, but it's a lightning wizard. Like you're just like <laughs> like you're not using your weapons or an armor at all. You're just shooting lightning down, and it's it was like I was pretty tired. I think if I wasn't as tired, I would have been a little okay. But it was making it hard for me to look at the screen. There, there's because my stuff's happening sort of in the middle around my monk, you know, killing yeah. dudes. But his was just everywhere. Yeah, and it was just—it was white. It was flashing like white. Yeah, that's especially hard if you're tired. And and I'm like, it just made me tired and have to not <laughs> stop playing. Most there are probably people that that would incite a seizure in had they seen it. It just made it's you tired. Really bad. Yeah, it's really bad. And they should could have put a new warning in front of Diablo Three. Uh, the Crusader <laughs> build of uh, season seventeen could cause seizures. Go outside. Yeah, because like the Barbarian build, he just spins around everywhere. Yeah. Oh, but there's no like flashing lights like it's just the crusader even the wizard is fine yeah that damn crusader build it's, it's horror it's toxic rusty nails uh 102 says it's called fire from heaven is that rune uh that you're base or that some of that's based on i'm sure it's okay i'm sure what uh, john's doing other things to make it crazy but like who yeah, knows? i think yeah it, it, there was a thorns build too as a crusader it turns out you don't actually use a lot of your weapons and armor right <laughs> You just yeah. use yeah. You just use. Well, I guess swords is kind of armory, but didn't it clear the whole screen? Like you increase the range or something ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know what was up with it. it. Doesn't feel the same. I went back and I tried thorns again, and it was not the fun thing I remember, which was it used to be back early on when we were playing. You just walk into a room and enemies would just go ah, and they'd run at you and they would just explode in a bloody mess before they even got to you. You just blow up all over the place because you had thorns yeah you were thorny felt good Mm -hmm. yeah that's what happens when you're thorny i used to get but i get thorny all the time i got older and less thorny i guess so you get thorny before you have kids trying to freak nick out (laughs) nick's Nick's not reacting it was all for nick's try to get nick well hi bud how you doing over there okay what's he playing tonight i don't know nick what are you playing What? what are you playing tonight Probably COD. That'd be Modern Warfare, the newest, uh, the 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 Call of Duty Modern Warfare that's out. I thought it was the old game from my childhood where I'd go catch a fish and just play with it (laughs) for a while. COD Catcher (laughs) 2020. That sounds like a great game I'd play. I like fishing games. You know what? I say that knowing that I've said many times how much I hate fishing in World of Warcraft. But I kind of like it's it not, in other games. Is that weird? That's a little weird. It's not right? a game in WoW. You just watch a thing and you click it every now and then. It's I kinda, like a, kinda hate it. It's like that. a visual novel, but without the story. <laughs> you got to make up your own. I like that idea. The but is actual fishing games a little bit more involved in terms of wind and cast? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Direction. Like big bass fishing. Is that the... Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Although okay. I actually kind of like, even though it's not that different, the fishing in Elder Scrolls Online is is feels just more interactive. I don't know. I can't explain why that is, but 
Also, you have to use do the you, right kind of bait for the right river, or the right lake, that kind of stuff. Do you have a first game where you fell in love with the fishing in it? Because I remember what mine was, but I'm curious if either of you... Maybe the first time it ever clicked for me where I went, oh, I kind of like this fishing was Torchlight. Torchlight oh, had really? kind of a fun mini yeah. fishing game in it. I didn't mind it, I remember. I don't think it's don't... great by any stretch, but it was it was okay. I've never liked fishing, but I did invest a lot of time trying to get that stupid achievement in Dalaran for the gold coins. Do you ever get it? Did you ever get the achievement? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, no. I know I got all the Damn. copper ones and all the silver ones. And I might be a couple away. You know that? Oh, you better resub. Yeah, get in there. Yeah, get that done. Get that done. I mean, when were <laughs> achievements added? In Cataclysm? Yeah, uh, no. Uh, in, Lich uh, King. Lich King. Yeah. It was Wrath? Yeah. 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 I, uh, I think my first one was Breath of Fire 2 back oh. on the SNES. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that and had fishing. Yeah, it was it was a weird, important part of the game. It was a good way to get XP and gold early in for the farming of that. And I spent so much time doing it. And it's been ages since I've played that game and just talking about it. I've got the music from the fishing stuck in my head from the <laughs> amount of times that it looped playing while I was trying to get things. Because I think it was one of those things where you could also catch a treasure chest, yeah. which could have anything in it. So it was a nice way to get really geared up early in the game lots of breath of fire 2 fishing wow oh um i started a game of that on my switch weirdly that you mentioned that that's so funny because i've never oh, really played breath of fire 2 yeah it's on the so if you if you subscribe to their four dollar a month online thing or whatever it is you get yeah. access to a bunch of super nes games a bunch of nes games and breath of fire 1 and 2 are both on there and i just for fun started a game and man breath of fire 2 sounds like it's like religion that game it's like that game is weirdly heavy for the opening. Yeah. It's just like, here you are. It's your sister. Oh, she wants you to sleep by a dragon. The Lord of Hell has come forth yeah. and rips your soul apart as you're torn asunder. You wake up sweating. Thank God it was only a dream. And then you're in a church and they're like, do you pray to our Lord, Saint Eva? You need to pray to Saint Eva to forgive your sins, you filthy bastard. And you're like, I'm a child. This game is heavy. Yeah, heavy it was really beginning. thematically heavy. Surprised me, and that was just the other day. I was like, "Whoa!" I never played it in the back in the day, but I just thought, "What the crap is this game?" I screen capped it even and like shared it with some people. But then the uh, I, I just I was remiss in the game that I actually f first enjoyed fishing in. It's actually the GameCube version of Animal Crossing. I think was my favorite. Now that I now that I think about it. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Animal Crossing. I cannot sense. wait. If there's anything that matters in 2020 after uh, freaking Cyberpunk is it's Animal Crossing for the Switch that's coming out in March. I cannot wait. Oh, oh, I can't wait. People love Animal Crossing. I love it. It's good. You get puns when you catch a fish in that game. Bo I'm not one of them. No, Bo. You uh, played uh, some heroes as well. Uh, how how are things in there? Yeah, I'm dipped my toe back into the old heroes of the storm. Yeah, and I had a good time. Um, it's still the same game. I mean, there's been some updates to. There's like a, a mutator going on right now where you, these little purple dots give you XP. Collect. I don't know. I it's thought that was a that was permanent. The XP gathering thing. Uh, no. So what they're experimenting with was the very thing that. I pitched in my proposal to 
the heroes team. Oh, which is kind of nice, but mm. uh, that it actually made it. But they're it's like seasonal mutators that they're experimenting games game wide, so in ranked and everywhere else. So you know how in Diablo there's a seasonal buff right now. Yeah. It's going to change the next season. Yeah, um, that's happening in Heroes. What they've initially done this go around is very mild. It's they've kind of testing a new way with XP. Just there's last hitting. You get the full XP credit if you last hit the minion. Still team XP, but if you don't last hit it, it poops out a little XP globe that'll disappear after a while. So you still get some XP, but not all the XP. So you have to pick up the XP things, or you can be forced out from doing it if the enemy, you know, is threatening and you don't get the XP. And mm. I don't. It didn't feel super impactful, but it is casual. And yeah, I was playing quick match, like it's a casual game. So you know, at least in that perspective. It really just felt like a lot was riding on, you know, good team fights. And, so what? So I thought there was a perm. Okay, so film or correct me on this. I was talking yep, to Garrett about it. Garrett says the way that those XP bubbles work, a lot like health bubbles do. Uh, yes, it, you have to go out and get your XP after your kill. So if you kill a bunch of minions, the XP is dropped in a physical form now, and you got to go get it. Which has made it hard mm-hmm. for mages to get their XP because they're just so squishy and they, you know, they get murdered. Oh, that could be. I didn't play any mages. I played, I played, you know, uh, Bruiser. Like I played Illidan, Genji, Karazim. Like I'm in there. I'm getting my. <laughs> I didn't have any problems in that regard. Maybe I'll notice it more if I play a mage. But that's well, just that's a temporary they, buff, or is that a permanent addition to the game though? Because it's my... a seasonal update, as far as I no. was. I thought aware. it was. That's permanent. why they implemented the last hit element because that was actually a recent patch. Was originally you had to go pick it up no matter what. Mm-hmm. In this last patch, they made it to where if you're the one who kills the minion, you're guaranteed to get that. So that was designed to help the mages out in the back line. Yeah, see, it's called there. Nexus Alomini, uh, an- <laughs> <laughs> Nexus Anomaly. Uh-huh. Uh, experience globes. Nexus Nuclear Anomalies plant. are seasonal gameplay changes that directly affect all game modes. These events will last the entire season, allowing us time to receive feedback. Depending on the evaluation, some of them may become permanent. Others may just be limited time. Limited time. Oh, my God. I can't speak anymore. Uh, the first Nexus Anomaly, you know, is this experience globe thing. So, I mean, we could see things like monkeys raining from the sky next season or, you know. Something it's a, like I, I, this surprised me because I thought this was just a, a like a straight up. They This was in the game and was not going anywhere. No, it's it's a temporary this season mutator for. If it's popular, they could keep it. Yeah, they did yeah. say they could keep them, I guess. But, but yeah. you know, we're like the idea behind Brawl was, hey, we'll change Brawl and experiment with things and keep things. Mm hmm. I don't know what they're doing with brawls right now. If that's even I don't a design philosophy, yeah. it sounds like they're more experimenting with changing the actual game season to season. Yeah. So I don't know what future Nexus anomalies could look like. It's interesting to think about what they could do. Like there could be a season where they just do double damage. <laughs> I don't know. Or healers heal twice as much mm-hmm. or everyone gets cleanse self cleanse. You know, there's a lot of, options i think for interesting changes to the game and since it's not a game that's focused on a tv show as they sort of pointed out in their write-up of kira um they can kind of do crazier things because they're not balancing for an esports scene anymore sure so yeah interesting but it's been fun i mean i I feel like this change is 
it's pretty unnoticeable. Like if you logged in and didn't know this was a change and played, it'd feel like every other game of heroes, in my opinion. Mm. Except there's a you know the XP globes are on the ground. I just don't find them super impactful. Sure, but um, I had a good time. It's fun playing Illidan. That makes you know? me happy to hear. Well, now this. Just a quick note that if you like this show, there's a way to support it. Just go to patreon.com slash core show. <laughs> patreon.com slash core show. I almost left the show part off. Why? Because you'll get a bunch of really great benefits, both physical and digital rewards. You want your own letter in the mail uh, from John, a dear Martha letter. Ooh, it's the only way you can get it. Uh, go check it out. That's how this show is brought to you. And uh, we love everybody who's already doing it. So please keep doing it. Uh, because we love you all. All right? Now this. That's a good question. Time for an email. We got uh, two of them, actually. One's very short. Uh, this came to us at frogpants.com slash core. Just click on the contact link, and you will send us your messages. Here's one from Jordan, who says, Hey, guys, with all the crazy stuff that happened this year, things like the battle of the storefronts, or possibly the turning point of VR, or the start of streaming games, uh, or anything else, what do you think 2019 will be remembered for? Jordan. Hmm. I mean, other than nine playthroughs of Resident Evil Two Remake by John, um, yeah, I think this was the this was the year for the death of loot boxes, right? Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah that's a good. That's one. a yeah. big one. Yeah. I, that's probably what I would cast my vote as. Yeah, that's a good one. It's also the China Gate year. Yeah, a lot yeah, of China stuff. A, a lot. You of... might look back when it's the Chinese United Chinese States of America. <laughs> You look back at the the first year that that ten cent investment in in American game companies fueled laid the groundwork yeah. for the eventual um, peaceful invasion. What was the like the industry. most put together bunker guy that ever lived? Like he's <laughs> he's full on bunker guy, but he's just not quite fully committed to the bit yet. Right. You'll get the quotes from him either way. Yeah, there's no actual bunker. He doesn't really <laughs> think he needs one, but he'll say the quotes that bunker people say. Look, when we're the United Chinese States of America. <laughs> <laughs> you do say it sounds like something my certain brother in law of mine would say. But but he's a he's probably got a real bunker and all the guns. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that'd no, be I'll the, be happy. I'll be playing you know League of Legends very happily in Chinese Canada. Yeah, and it'll be great. <laughs> I love that China's the Chinese Canada name is just Chinese Chinese Canada, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> just like the United Chinese States of America USCA or SA. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, maybe it'll, it'll be something different. I just you know. Uh, I like I do like the whole loot box thing, and I also like that. Well, I don't necessarily like any of this, but the China thing is a is is a turning a bit of a turning point, or at least a moment. Um, I think it will be remembered for. Oh, I think it'll remember be remembered as a very strong Switch year. I think the Switch enjoyed a incredible amount of success this year, and seems to not really be slowing. Um, but I think there was like a peak Switch thing going on this year. Uh, it's just, and that's all I hear about people wanting to get for presents for people. And everyone's asking me, Hey, you have a switch, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to get a couple of them for the kids. What do you want? What do we, what do they get? What games should I, you know, it's all this kind of talk. feels like they're just kind of hitting their stride with that. Despite well, they're it. at their peak uh, robustness too, with the number of game offerings they have and stuff for oh yeah people that are switch curious. Yeah. And I keep telling people, you know, 
buy a maybe a retail game or two, but then spend some time in that shop. There's so many good indie games on that platform that, you know, you can get in a lot of places, but if you're getting a Switch and you're looking for, you know, great portable games, the um this the eShop's just full of stuff. Like just get dead cells, get freaking you know, a lot of the stuff is things I've had on PC before it ever came to Switch, but it doesn't matter. It's just like a great indie indie space right now. It's very good. Um, Nathan Jolly wrote in, says, Two Garys and Diablo 3 PvP. To start, I'd like to say the story of Top and Bottom Gary, plus the other camping adventures, was the highlight of the show for me. Uh, thankfully, it did not stop there, and the rest of the show was great. However, it keeps getting brought up that PvP was never added to Diablo 3. It was, in fact, added and is still playable in the game today. Create a game, go to Act 1 Town, and go to the left of the followers. There's a dude there named Kirk the Brawler, or something like that, he says. Uh, <laughs> talk to him, and you can teleport to PvP arenas or areas. Basically, a small map for uh, FFA PvP, up to four players. Uh, if I remember rightly, they added it in while everyone was waiting for Reaper of Souls to drop. I think people messed around for a bit but never talked to the brawler man again. I certainly uh, hadn't thought about it until you guys kept bringing up Diablo 3 PvP. Interesting thing to check out if you're really bored or really curious. Keep churning out the great episodes. Norb is his nickname, uh, Nathan. Hmm. Well, Norb, you're right. It is there. It is the most underused, hidden, talk to Kirk kind of feature ever, but it's there. Uh, I did it once. I got smoked in two seconds flat, and I went... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is how I feel about most RPG PvP. Uh, like, WoW PvP is kind of the same for me. There's fun to be had. Don't get me wrong. I certainly have had my share of fun in there. But at a certain point, I'm just like, this is, what am I doing? I'm a wizard. I mean, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. What? I'm dead. Now I'm alive. Now I'm dead. Like, I, I don't know why I would go in there and mess around very much, but whatever. It is what it is. But the, the main point is, like, it was never what they... They originally really talked that up in, like, 07 when they announced the game. And in the yeah. end, it was just kind of a little whimper toward the toward that expansion. But he's right. I forgot. Totally forgot it was in there. Boom. It's not. John, play that tonight. Get in there with your lightning lord and rain down hell on people. See how that goes yeah. for you. Well, I'm just wondering if there's a very small scene of committed Diablo 3 PvPers, you know, on a Discord somewhere. Probably. I'm sure there I'm just trying to, to find yeah. if there was a PvP-focused subreddit, and there isn't, as far as I could tell. Yeah. So, you know, because oftentimes games have that little niche corner that of these, you know, couple hundred that do this sort of activity in a mm -hmm. lesser-known game. I could see that being a thing in Diablo 3. But Let's see. Diablo 3. Diablo 3, let's say pvp discord all right i'm just gonna see there might be just diablo 3 hate is so ingrained that everyone's probably there's probably diablo 2 pvp discord or group but not a diablo 3 one well there's tons yeah. of them um wow diablo 3 yeah oh there's Ooh. tons of fan fan discords some are big Okay, well, apparently that's not a. I mean, Diablo's a big game. I, you, you know, all the vocal haters or whatever that there might be, it's still it's impossible to deny it's. Uh, oh, here's the other thing. I was gonna try a little more. I was just like feeling the itch a little bit to get into, um, Path of Exile again, 
And every yeah. time I go over there, I'm like, man, those reviews are so positive. I need to read a few of these. And then I realized every review I read, and I probably read 12 to 15 or something, they were all thumbs up positive, but every review was just ripping on Diablo. They weren't talking about the good things or the, um, you know, why the, why Path is a great game. None of them. In fact, they weren't even doing good comparisons. It was just rip on Diablo, rip on Diablo. I'm playing Path of Exile. That was the review. This is my big problem with it, too. And I don't know if it was the same thing that got you to look at it, but I loaded up Steam and there was some preview for whatever event or thing is going on there. And I was like, oh, what's this game? And I clicked it because it just looked intriguing. And I saw overwhelmingly positive reviews. And I was like, oh, what is this? And then it's like, you already own it. And I was like, I own this game. What is it? And, I, and then I saw Path of Exile. And, I, and then I immediately went, oh, yuck. And I clicked away and, and I kind of thought about it and had this outside of immediate reaction and was like, it's a game that's probably pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It's a genre I like. There's no reason I should be going Ugh, yuck to seeing Path of Exile. And that's 100% a reaction born from just how people talk about it, because I have almost never heard anybody talk about Path of Exile in a positive way without putting Diablo down. Yeah, well, here, like, let me it, let me do like that. Those two sentences are always together, it seems. Yeah, let me do that. Path of Exile was a good game. It really is. Okay. Yeah, it is a good game. Nice. It is. Nice it is. It's a good action RPG. Yeah. It may be a little too more in-depth for some people's tastes. Yeah, no, it's... But dude. it is a very competent, well-developed, functional program that offers a lot of good service to its players. And... um it's not without its imperfections. It has a lot of interesting game modes that are unique and different. Like uh, I like delve a lot. Um, and having played it between five years, like taking five years off and coming back, they've added a ton of stuff. So it's a good game. Yeah, it is a good game and it deserves good. praise for what genre. it is, but yeah. none of it, their fans seem to want to talk about that. They just want to yeah. talk about the game. Yeah. That and their they... fans and their developers, like, yeah. At their exile con, taking shots and jabs at Blizzard, and yeah, I don't like it. That's they market because they know that's their you know that's their audience. Well, they the are speaking to you're right. The they're speaking to their audience, on. and I get that, and I totally understand why you'd want to do that. But it's just that's a that's a house built on you know that's. I a, mean, they are the little guy, you know. So I don't. Doesn't make it right, but you know, okay. Yeah, they, they have to fight for customers. They're and punching got, up, I guess. So that's punching up—that's that's a good way of putting it. But, yeah, punching out is better than punching down, I suppose. Yeah, but it's a very, very good, well polished, well tended garden. Uh, it's a good action RPG, except yeah. it has no damage numbers, which yeah, is really bumps you out. <laughs> I I, I, that's your thing, that's but a, I get it. I do get it. You know what you would love, Bo? Bo, I have a game for you. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm playing Black Desert online on my phone. Just dabbling. No big deal. Oh, yeah. They just put it out on iOS. And it's uh, very nice. It's a beautiful game. But it's like mm-hmm. all these MMOs that come. They got kind of like auto run mode. And they just goes and does the fighting for you if you want to and that sort of thing. Well, I, play, I played it on PC a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. So you, you kind of know what that world's about. Um, yeah. Their number, the damage numbers in this thing. Yeah. It's too right. much. It's like the whole screen is taken up by the by the number one thousand when you hit for that. Like crits yeah. are giant blue letters that take up half the screen. I don't understand what they're doing. Like I know you want to have numbers. Moves are but... crazy and hard to follow too. Like it's it's seizure inducing. Like the Crusader and Diablo. It's nuts. What what class are you playing? Uh, I think I made a. Uh, who's the giant? Is he a giant? 
barbarian, I think. Is that what he's called? Yeah, there's a giant guy. But so you can't pick genders in that game when you pick your class. Correct. Like your class is locked yeah. to a gender. Yeah. Um this doesn't have as many selection. There's like five. And they're classes. locked they're locked also to like a baseline body type, facial type. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can customize it greatly, but you're still kind of going to have the DNA of whatever the base model is. So yeah. the Barbarian's a big, like kind of nasty looking dude, right? Like yeah. he's giant. Big yeah. hairy so guy. So I think it's, it's, a, it's Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. I think that's him. Like so that. I did Berserker. him. Might be Berserker. Might be that. I forget. There's also a warrior dude. There's a wizard lady, uh, arrow lady, and a... There's something else. There's only developer. five. There's only five in this. Like in the PC game, there's like I don't know whether like twenty character types or something, but uh, it's very few. In the only thing I disliked about Black Desert Online, I just find the UI and the overall game experience really janky. Yeah, it's not great. Like if they could just fix that, and you know the dialogue stuff, so it would be. I would actually be playing an MMO right now. I really dig. I like doing all the martial arts. The way they sort of go over the top with the abilities is really yeah. my jam. The combat's cool. That's pretty. Cool. Um, but they're making a they're making a new one, like a new game. Oh. They've announced. Uh, I don't know if it's a sequel. But it's still got that same aesthetic. Like it's, instead of Black Desert, it's like Red Desert or Brown Forest or something like that. Like it's, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but there's a, they're making a new one, like a, a top down new experience, and that's like. Brown Forest Online. I want Brown Forest Online. <laughs> Brown Forest. <laughs> well, if you think about it, Black Desert's kind of a lame name. It is stupid, except it evokes like, ooh, what's in the Black Desert? We should go there. There's probably some scary stuff yeah. there. But if it was like, you know, the Pink Desert, people would be like, I don't know. Yeah. Is this a is this a novel, a visual novel? My, look, my uh, my fascination with Korean MMOs knows no bounds. I'll I'll install oh, one. By of them. the way, um, speaking of top down. ARPGs, there is a new Korean Diablo ARPG that hasn't made it here yet, but oh, it's yeah. been launched in Korea and Russia. I know and this looks name. Phenomenal. I can't remember what it's called. I know this name. It's uh, I've, I've been following it as well, and I was pissed when it didn't show up over here. It's called uh, Korean. Oh, ARPG. what's it called? Hold on. Hang on, I'm looking it up. It look, but it looked phenomenal. It looked like a Lost Ark. That's it, Lost Ark. Yes, yeah. it does. Uh, look go cool. watch gameplay if you're listening. I mean, go check out gameplay trailers of it and write us and tell us what you think of it. Um, Why did it never come here? I don't understand. It looks it's kind of like Black Desert in that these are very Korean looking Diablo characters, but they have really what looks like creative and heavily animated abilities. Mm-hmm. I think they just haven't done localization. I think they're just launching it. It's not a global release. I think it's just a release for Korea. It's already released in Korea and it's in open beta in Russia. Yeah, it looks insane, dude. I'm looking at but, video um, again. It's really something. Yeah, and it's like, it, it, if anything, it leans more into the Diablo 3 aesthetic and that it's, you know, super colorful and like, you yeah. know what I mean? It just has like dragons and fancy glowing blue things. And But it looks great. Yeah, I'm looking at video again. This, I mean, they this game was in no heavy, heavy development though. in 2014. Well, I mean, this is an old video. I don't know. Maybe they have damage. I'm now. watching a video that has damage numbers right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm watching an old video too, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know the full story of it. I was just looking for an ARPG and nothing was doing it for me because of Diablo 4, right? Right. And and then I, I caught one to this and I'm like, this is the one. This yeah. looks, it looks super cool. Really cool. Yeah. I can only find old videos. Why is that? Do I have? I mean, I think I have the right game. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, Lost here, One Arc. month ago, Lost Dark Night. 
Definitely Lost Ark. That's totally the name. Five days ago. It's really oh, pretty. I think maybe it is coming. Lost Ark, wait for it. They started work on this about the same year Diablo three came out, but it looks it looks fifty years ahead. It looks really good. Yeah, like it looks like a really well polished AAA ARPG experience. This isn't you know. Yeah. Um, and it just looks. Oh, here's the December second. Lost Ark may finally be heading west. Oh, May. That's not enough. no official announcement. This is from December second. Yeah. Um. Well, hurry up is what I'm saying to the Korean people. Uh, the first one mentions an overseas project manager for Lost Ark who would need solid English communication skills on top of understanding the market, having previously launched games overseas. So there's job postings for the company mm-hmm. for English speaking, which sort of the rumor is, you know, this game's got to come to English land, especially if Diablo is going to take a long time and not all of us want to play Path of Exile. Mm-hmm. I'm really into I'm hoping this is a fun game because I'm really into playing this. It looks so. really cool. Yeah, we'll yeah. see if it ever happens. Somebody call Korea, get this going, will you? Get this happening. Thanks for your emails. They are great, as always. Frogpants.com slash C-O-R-E. That's core. If you want to send us one here, you can call and leave us a voicemail at 801-471-0462. This will be, as far as I know, our last episode before the new year, maybe even the end of the year, right? Yeah, we, well, next episode recording would be Christmas Day. Yeah, we right? can't do that. Yeah. So we might. you guys might miss us for a week. Yeah, and then the next and one is New Year's well, Day. Well, then the next Wednesday is New Year's. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Are we on hiatus? I don't know what we are. You know what? We could. We should do something before before or on the first. We'll figure something out. I think we could squeeze something in, even if it's short. And, yeah, um, we'll figure out something. Yeah, I'd love to yeah, do like first, a year-end thing. It's more thing. the eve that you do something, right? You know, not sure. the, the day after is just a day off. So Sure. I think doing something like um, our, you know, our favorite moments of the year, and they don't even have to be... You know, it's not like are my top ten games of twenty nineteen. I don't mean like that. Even though, if if yeah. we want to, sure. But just kind of sum up the year in some ways. Maybe even talk about the decade in some ways. Uh, we'll come up with something. So stick around for that. We'll let you know. Uh, that's everything. Uh, again, a reminder that Patreon to go to and support us is patreon.com slash core show. Find the show at frogpants.com slash core. Don't forget that. And you can also leave us those voicemails, 801-471-0462. You can find John on Twitter at John underscore Jagger. Bo's at Bo Schwartz. I'm at Scott Johnson. And the show is at CorePod. It's going to do it for us. We hope you all have a fantastic and wonderful Christmas. You know, we can say that again now. We can say Merry Christmas again. Have you heard that before? you heard that? Can we? Yeah, I you can finally say it again. After all this time of not being able to say it. We're not able to say it? Uh, Who said just, that? It's a... Who said it's we a, couldn't? It's a... Nobody... Not a single soul ever said you couldn't war, say it. Well, no, War on Christmas is a thing, I know. It's so. horseshit from top to bottom. I've been saying Merry Christmas every minute of my life, even in July when everyone's mad. I can say it whenever I want to. I've never not been able to. I'm free! All right. Anyway, <laughs> that's what it. What a strange rant. It is a very strange rant. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. Thank you for being here. We'll be back soon. Have a great Christmas. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Wesker. Well, Joy Luck Club's a movie about a bunch of Asian ladies. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>